Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. kids in school. You ever know them dudes that get mad in the motherfucker, right? You be talking about, uh, say, black boy. Say, man. <laughs> what you mean, black? Baby, I'm colored. I don't play that shit. <laughs> well, my parents was like that, you know, because in my neighborhood, you know, shit, you know, really nice shit, you know. Uh, black is beautiful. Remember the essence of life. We are people of the universe, and life is beautiful. My parents go, that nigga crazy. <laughs> I used to love go to the meetings, though. When you get down, I got ultra black for a while. No, I did. I got down into it. I was into it. I'd go to meetings and shit. And brothers would be rapping. I never knew what they were saying, though. But the brothers would be having emotion. You see, the transitionalization within the imperialist society has represented a cause whereas we can entangle and understand the mass procedure. Now, you may not dig this, bro, but dig this. The first thing you got to know is by eating pork. Now, you eat a piece of pork, you don't realize the subtlifications of this individuality's prospect. What the man trying to lay on you through porkitis, you will not understand <laughs> because the trichinosis of your mind would not relinquish the thought of individuality. You know what I mean? So therefore, you must assimilate within the functional society, not the society, but the us society, because without the S, there's no us involved. We must manipulate ourselves through a transitionalized form in order to cast a woundness that a black child can be born for forthwith, individual and not. <laughs> Context of white supremacy. Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. This is our second program of the day. That is rarest of rare uh, for us to do two programs on the same day. It's been a while, uh, a few times before, but I think it's been some years since we've done double in a day program two of two. Uh, Sadly, I am not proud about this broadcast at all. Uh, Let's just get to work as quickly as possible. This is Thursday, April 16, 2020. So I have been told cows book club long tradition here. We have read a number of books on this here club. We started off. That was Richard Pryor black Ben, the blacksmith, a segment where he was kind of uh, mocking uh, so-called black nationalists uh, in his audio clip. And sadly I was reminded of that. Uh, while reading this week's section of uh, Dr. Layla O. Africa's The Nutritional Destruction of Black People, uh, also titled Nutricide. Uh, I cannot stand this book. It's really, really horrible. I'm hoping that we can get through it as soon as possible. It might even be in the running for the worst book I have ever read. Wow, it's absolutely terrible. There are lots of reasons that I could list as to why that is so, but we'll get into the details as we proceed. One thing that I can say immediately, since I now have a copy of the book in my hand, and I think this is one of the few books that I own that I can actually say, there is no way this book is staying in my library. It is either going to be burned or trashed. And I cannot think of any book that I've read that I even contemplated burning. 
this is one now on the back of the book he has a number of quotes that's very common people set up their book jacket the bottom quote that he has on his book jacket reads your people will never accept you either your genius will destroy you or your people will and this is from Adolf Herring a white racist physiology professor that's what's listed your people will never accept you either your genius will destroy you or your people will that is black people yes we have a history of destroying black healers and black people who attempt to bring constructive healing information we just go out and destroy them yes we we i think dr ruby lathan when she was just with us i think she spent a lot of time talking about how black people have tried to kill and destroy her uh, for her work dr milton mills black male i think yes he spent a lot of time talking about how black people tried to kill and destroy his work yes and that is a ring endorsement for black people your people will never accept you well then rob write the book if black people are just going to kill assuming that he's talking about africans black people uh if they are not going to accept your work and or they will destroy you not racist will destroy you it's no history of white people causing you problem. it'll be negroes who destroy you well if that's the case there's no reason to write the book <sighs> anyway trying to get through this as best we can but absolutely this book is not staying in my library it will be burned or trashed this is our second installment what is this called the nutritional destruction of black people also known as nutricide second installment context of white supremacy audio segment number one family the first technology of Africa the first technology science of Africa is the family in traditional European terms technology means a scientific way to achieve a practical purpose however technology is a method holistic used to create a family a community and a civilization the family holistically body mind spirit was used as the basis for all the growth and development of ancient African science and technology the family was nourished on a diet of natural foods free of additives dyes synthetics artificial ingredients and preservatives herbal medicine has no synthetic medicines it was a life defined without European influences or nutricide in chattel slavery slaves were forced to breed like animal livestock any attempt of slaves to have African cultural type marriages and have children by God's will was met by the European slave masters chemical weapons alcohol drugs biological warfare diseases such as syphilis or physical brutality a child of an African cultural marriage was cut from the pregnant woman's belly in full view of the plantation slaves the man's testicles were cut off and the child cooked and given to the dogs today the child is allowed to be born and then attacked by the chemical warfare synthetic foods drugs biological weapons AIDS TB cancer 
and psychological weapons, miseducation, jail, recreational sex, abortions, homosexuality, selfishness, and taught to be religious, not spiritual. One of the primary European weapons is the psychology of sexism. Sexism teaches the African man to love and have sex with the African woman as if she were a white woman, slave and master. The African woman is taught to have sex and relate to the African man as if he were a white man, slave and master. Holistic sex starts with a spiritual sharing in communion with mother, father, God and ends with both partners sharing in communion with God. Thus, holistic sex is for procreation or regeneration, not as the European believes, for recreation. A slave's sex starts with lust and ends with a real or imagined physical climax instead of a spiritual climax. The purpose of an African couple's marriage, offspring, and procreation is to strengthen and uplift the culture and family structure. In contrast, European sexism teaches Africans to marry for the ego, which is called romantic, love, lust, and family is a secondary concern. This psychological sexist weapon divides the African from the technology of the family. The African family structure technology was built around the mother-father-god concept. In this structure, each child views all adult family members as mother, father, sister, or brother. For example, the child's father's brother would be called father-uncle. The child's father's sister would be called father-aunt. The child's mother's brother would be called mother-uncle, and the mother's sister would be called mother-aunt. There are male mothers and female fathers in the African family. The child's grandparents on the father's side would be called father-grandfather and father-grandmother, while the grandparents on the mother's family side would be called mother-grandmother and mother-grandfather. All children relate to each other as sisters and brothers, which makes all children relate to all adults as mothers and fathers. The adults have the same parenting responsibility to the child as the birth mother and father. If the child is disobedient, the elders must punish the parents and family, and then the parents punish the child. In the African family structure, an adult, single or married, must have their parents' permission before engaging in any social or personal activities. This family technology does not allow arguments verbal abuse or physical violence. A husband or a wife who has a disagreement about a social, economic, or parenting activity will not argue about the issue. For example, a wife will talk about a disagreement in a joking manner to the husband's brother in the case of the woman or the wife's sister in the case of the man who is in disagreement. Then the sister of the wife will confront the wife with the disagreement or complaint that was reported by her sister's husband. The wife's sister may try to resolve the conflict or disagreement between the couple. If the disagreement cannot be resolved on that level, then it is to be taken to the sisterhood group 
age, grade, leader, or priestess. If the sisterhood group leader cannot resolve the disagreement, it is then taken to the parent of the mother of the wife. If that does not resolve the conflict, then it is taken to the wife's grandmother. Usually the disagreement is resolved before it reaches the council of elders queen mother. This African family structure makes every member of the family directly responsible for every member of the family. In the pure sense of African family technology and the ancient African language, there is no such thing as an aunt, uncle, cousin, stepmother, stepfather, stepbrother, stepsister, half-sister, half-brother, or in-laws. Additionally, there are no adoptions because you cannot adopt a child into your family that is already in the family. There are no orphans or out-of-wedlock children called bastards. A child is born with a mother and father and is part of a family. The African family structure is holistic, while the Caucasian family is fragmented. The use of the Caucasian family structure creates individualism, selfishness, dysfunction, and destruction. It may sound oversimplified, but a Caucasian couple, male and female, gets married and has a family, while two African families get married and have a couple, male and female union. The contemporary Caucasian practice of African men and women choosing to get married without the family's permission, control, or discipline is an outgrowth of slavery and colonialism. Slavery was started because the Europeans needed to act out their psychosis and needed technology. The European looked at the African buildings, urban cities, mathematics, chemistry, religion, industry, commerce, and thought that this technology built Africa. The Europeans were completely ignorant of the fact that African technology is based on the family. The chattel slaves carried the technology in their brains stored in melanin. Melanin stores memory and intelligence. It was intelligence that guided the first cowboys in African Americans from Gambia. They were forced to herd cattle on the sea islands off the east coast of North America. The first contemporary American deep sea divers were Africans who possessed these skills learned in Africa. Many technological skills were raped from the African family. Europeans used the profits, money from over 400 years of free slave labor, European welfare, to build past and present wealth and empires. Europeans first destroyed the African family technology by divide and conquer and or by selling family members to different plantations. The family concept is clear in African culture, science, and art. Ancient African procreation, regeneration, health, art, and science were viewed from a holistic, communal, or family perspective. The African science of nutrition is a family-based technology. It views the relationship of the family of vitamins, family of minerals, and family of proteins as a communal nutrient community. Each nutrient family has ceremonies for interrelationship, chemical reaction, and must work in harmony with other nutrients. This electromagnetic harmony is a melanin-energized, godly union. Organic living, gods create living, organic nutrients. Living nutrients are designed to speed up, 
slow down, maintain, and stimulate energy already within humans. Living people can only use living organic energy to stimulate energy within. For example, a cooked apple dead cannot get nourishment from a live apple, nor can people get positive stimulation from cooked and junk foods. It is Caucasian superstitious science that declares that dead food is healthy and assumes that a live tree can get nourishment from dead soil. They actually believe that plants eat dirt in organic dead matter for food. Food is passive and the body's action upon it is mistaken for energy in the food. The body rushes its own energy towards the food and this feeling from the body's energy is mistaken for the food's energy. Human beings at birth have all the energy they ever will have. Nothing can add to it. It can be stimulated or junk foods, drugs, cooked food, and animal flesh as food can destroy it. Again, food is passive. People must chew it, digest it with enzymes, push it along the digestive tract with muscles, use muscles to distribute it into the body, and push it out the body as bowel movements. The need for food is the excuse to be destructive. It is a Caucasian superstition that humans, animals, and plants can only live by destroying something. They created the myth that destruction is natural in nature. Therefore, Caucasians believe that it is natural for them to destroy Africa and Africans in order to be powerful and supreme. In contrast, African nutrition is based on the communal family concept that sharing nutrient synergistic interactions for the good of all creates power. Disease is caused by holistic disobedience to Imhotep's health system. Following the health laws allows the body to cure itself of disease by nutrient family interactions. The African holistic health system has the following principles and requirements. Spiritual regeneration. Disease and death are abnormal. The body is self-healing. Live foods for live people, herbs for medicine. Sunshine daily, deep breathing, exercise, trance, meditation. Cyclic laws must be followed, i.e. eating, birth, exercise, male-female principles communal life, clean unpolluted air, water, soil, food, people, vaccinations, etc. Ma'at means living according to truth, justice, prosperity, harmony, balance, reciprocity, and order in relationships with nature and people. African Focus The holistic family concept is applied to dimensions of life. For example, in art, the colors were combined in a family. The color black consists of the color family of indigo, violet, blue, black, and red. In African music, a musical sound note consists of a family of sounds of partial tones, sounds. For example, the musical note A, natural, has a family of partial tones that were also called the musical note A. On the piano, these tones are found in between the black and white keys. 
In nutritional science, the vitamins and minerals are a family. For example, the vitamin C family also has extended family members in a communal network. The nutrient family concept was too difficult for Europeans to understand, so they called the vitamin C family the vitamin C complex. B complex. In ancient African universities, this advanced family science concept was in all fields of knowledge and was too difficult for Europeans to understand, so they called an African college a mystery system. The African family colossal large stone-carved statues of African families of men and women united by holding hands or interlocked arms standing or sitting side by side to show family unity were destroyed. The female companion statue was destroyed by cannons or explosives and or cut off by invading European armies. These invading European states did not come into existence until the fall of the Mediterranean countries of Rome and Greece. These Europeans tried to destroy the human-human family concept. The word human comes from the word hue, which means color, black, melanin, and man, which means thinking. The human family or black thinking family. Melanin black pigment and hormones of the pineal gland is produced in the center of the brain. Melanin controls the internal clock cycles of all organs, the growth from childhood into adulthood, the time of day you sleep, the growth of hair, electromagnetic energy, spirituality and rhythm. The more melanin in the body, the more rhythm and the more an individual is connected to nature, the galaxy and the sun's cycles. The melanin solar connection is clear in African science, religion and physiology. The solar sun cycle is obvious in African civilization. The childbirth cycle of African women having a baby every three years is a solar cycle. The newborn child's umbilical cord is connected to the solar center of the child abdomen and the child is carried in the solar center of the mother abdomen. Amon-Ra, a religious faith, is solar based and the yearly calendar is of solar African origin. The African metric meter measuring system is solar based. Eating food was solar based as the heaviest meal eaten was before the sun is perpendicular high noon and the last meal was eaten before the sun is horizontal to the earth sunset. African games had solar bases such as the card games 52 cards 52 weeks in a year total points in a deck 364 plus the Joker, an extra point for the 365 days of the year. The four cardinal points of the directional compass are of African solar origin. The breastfeeding of children lasted three to six years and is solar cycled. Melanin is highly responsive to the solar cycles and electromagnetic energy of the sun and has significance in African sexuality. Black human nature is totally different from white nature. The digestive system processes a higher amount of nutrients. Buttock muscles are more highly developed. Bone mass is 10 times greater. The white blood cell count is lower. The ears hear more sound due to high melanin content 
protein is recycled and the calcium requirement is lower. Africans have more fast twitch muscles, non-electric brain and nerve messages are sent via water. The body has a lower salt content and the brain processes brain waves faster and the hair has more color bands than animals. This means Africans have hair and Europeans have fur identical to color bands of animals, which is erroneously called hair. Africans who ignore the melanin factor in family and community fall victim to the slave mentality and go against the genetic code of their human race. Africans who ignore that they evolved from God accept the Caucasian theory that they evolved from an ape. If there is an evolutionary missing link between man and ape, it is the Caucasian. It is Caucasians who anatomically are partial ape and perhaps partial human black men. It is Caucasians who have white skin, short legs, thin lips, limp hair, and flat buttocks like the ape. The evolutionary theory is merely a fantasy idea used to justify Caucasian primitive barbaric behaviors towards Africans and other couples and are part of the African races human family. European nutricide, racism, and sexism are destroying the African human family. The African woman is the direct victim of medical sexism, hysterectomies, abortions, fibroid tumors, rape, petty rape, chemical castration, birth control pills, poor synthetic diets, and scientific racism. The African woman is unprotected and denied her human rights and is given civil rights. Civil rights can be taken away by Congress or the Supreme Court. They are privileges given by whites, Europeans, to former slaves. Human rights are granted by God and cannot be given by whites or voted upon or taken away. The African-American man makes up a large percentage of the military and police forces. This makes him the most highly armed, technologically skilled, and combat-trained African soldier in the world. Militarily, he has free access and knowledge of a variety of weapons and tactics to protect and liberate his women, children, family, community, nation, and himself, yet he stands in awe and fear of white soldiers with the same training. The male African singers and rappers record music that popularizes sexual lust instead of marriage and family. This promotes the white racism that is destroying the woman, child, and family technology. He is also a victim of a white racism that has mentally destroyed his human manhood and given him a slave mentality. Ironically, he makes enough money from black exploitation music videos, records, sports, acting, commercials, and television to sponsor freedom revolutions in Africa, America, and the world. The ignorance of the great nutritional science of ancient Africa is destroying the family's future children. Nutricidal European diet has destructively replaced natural foods with cosmetic foods that look and taste good and are nutritionally valueless junk food. This modern processed food is usually dyed, preserved, bleached, salted, and sugared. White sugar harms the pancreas while artificial sweeteners harm the liver. 
feeding the body poorly with synthetic food also feeds the brain poorly. An undernourished brain causes learning problems, depression, violence, and fatigue. High amounts of sugar cause irritability, schizophrenia, uncontrolled emotional explosions, confusion, and addiction. High amounts of salt can cause waste to stay in the body, depression, and mood swings. Junk foods are low in vitamins, which can cause paranoia and personality problems. These European processed foods are a weapon used against our children. An overabundance of valid research has proven this nutricide to be a weapon. In New York City, a 10-year study was conducted on 803,000 children, over 60% black, by the University of California at Berkeley School of Nutrition. This research was presented at the International Conference on Nutrient Brain Functions, hosted by the American College of Nutrition at Scottsdale, Arizona. In the study, the school children who ate school breakfast and lunch on a natural diet got the highest achievement test scores at all grade levels and had the highest intelligence gain in United States history. Aside from this, disruptive behaviors and dropout rates decreased dramatically. Additionally, violence, learning problems, short-term attention spans, suicides, rape, and drug addiction had a 45% decrease in 25 studies with over 20,000 juvenile prison inmates, over 70% black, in seven different states. Virginia Wesley University, Southern Mississippi University, John Hopkins University, and California State University conducted this research. Basically, the nutritional research returned the African children to the natural foods diet of an ancient Africa. These studies made three basic changes in the diet. Bleached white flour was taken out of the diet. White sugar in the food was reduced by 3 to 5 percent and all preservatives were removed, including dyes, flavorings. Sodas were eliminated and fruit juices were substituted. Ironically, private schools in Connecticut and New Jersey saw the results and started buying natural food from the New York public schools. There are natural supplements available to prevent mental learning and physical diseases of children. Profit-motivated companies are allowed to mask the nutritional starvation and death of African children. This means no future for the African family. The food industry has no moral concern for African children. Added to this, the National Academy of Sciences has lowered the recommended daily allowance of vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. This information can be used to lower the amount of money spent on school lunch programs, federally sponsored food programs, and food stamps. This is a strategy used to aid in the deterioration of African children and senior citizens' health and will increase disease. This is done at a time when the number of children and adults with physical impairments and birth defects has been increasing steadily at 10% per year because of junk foods and drugs. Nutritional suicide is prevented by the family technology. A holistic family, a family built on the foundations of spiritual, physical, and mental unity will always seek whole foods to nourish itself and guarantee a future. It will no longer be diseased by nutritional white racism. 
Charles Darwin, who founded the theory of evolution, wrote The Next Million Years and pointed out that the least creditable feature of white supremacy is that it is criminally foolish. It is foolish to allow the diet to be contrary to nature, processed which makes it contrary to humans and the African family. The African community in America of the past had a family structure and ate a natural food diet. The first contemporary Africans in America, also called Gulas, were born in 1526 on the St. Catharines Island off the coast of Georgia. The Gulas and many others had independent family structured communities in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and North and South Carolinas in the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries. They traded with each other and threatened to end slavery because they attacked plantations, destroyed plantation crops, and had armies called runaways by whites that freed slaves. General Andrew Jackson used the War of 1812 as an excuse to attack these independent communities. He also attacked them again in 1816 and 1818, Finally, in 1842, General Jessup of the United States War Department told Congress to make no mistake about it, this is a Negro and not an Indian war. Thus, he declared the Negro War. He told the War Department that the runaway Negroes were able and willing to defeat America. If they were not destroyed, they would Africanize the South. The U.S. military attacked and murdered those African Americans, destroyed their families, communities, and defeated their armies. The survivors of the Negro War were driven off their land and marched at gunpoint to reservation-type areas in Mexico. Some moved to Seminole County, Arkansas, or Brackettville, Texas, or moved to Indros Island and other areas. In any case, the survivors of slavery and the Negro War still legally have their own land in America. Ironically, European power elite, whose economic purpose was to capture states and resources, financed the Civil War war of northern aggression, the power elite capitalists have never been interested in democracy or government. They are not motivated by power to feed their psychotic needs. They did not want the African prisoners of war to be aware that they, Africans, could fight and gain control of states. Consequently, the Europeans created the lie called the Civil War. The British and Confederate emancipated slaves before the Union did. This allowed them to use the slaves to fight for the Caucasians' civil rights. Emancipation kept the slave unconscious of the fact that the European criminals were fighting over what they had stolen, America, Africa, and Africans. Emancipation means transfer of ownership. Slaves were no longer property of individuals. They became property of the federal government, USA. Emancipation and the Civil War were political devices used to keep the slaves from uniting to form an all-African army. This army could have fought and defeated the flea-infested, homosexual, violent, cannibalistic, bedwetting criminal Europeans and gained states, resources, reparations, and Africa's freedom. In 1848, the United States versus Henry Turner's heirs court hearing 
ruled that the neutral strip of 2,961,983.5 acres of land in Louisiana, Arkansas, and Mississippi belongs to African Americans. In 1940, the neutral strip of land was again verified to exist as not belonging to the United States. The Louisiana Department of Transportation acknowledged the neutral strip on its survey. Historically, it is neutral because it was not included in the sale of the land by the Spanish to the French, and it was not a part of the 1803 Louisiana Purchase of Land by America. The African communities legally have land and possess the skill, ability, and technology to be free. Also, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution calls for the elimination of slavery and all incidents of slavery. Therefore, African Americans are not allowed a reparational economic base, land, or to maintain African citizenship, suffer from an incident of slavery, and have the legal rights to file claims and pay no income tax. The African community first must use the family technology to build positive communities, relationships, and diets in order to be humane. The technology of the family is not the only thing for freedom. It is everything in freedom. The family is the root from which the strong tree of Africa grew. The African family tree gave the world fruits such as science, religion, civilization, nutrition, and community. What the ancient African ancestors have done can be done again. What they achieved can be achieved on a higher level if the family technology is used. It is African people who must save the future and world from Caucasian holistic destructive behaviors. It is stupid for Africans to wait for Mother Nature's revenge, major changes in the galaxy, saviors, destruction of the ozone, millennium, collision of planets or stars, spiritual cleansers, diseases, climatic changes, etc. to do the job that Africans must do themselves. It is the world's change agent, melanin-dominant Africans, that must discipline and correct Caucasians' holistic toxic behaviors. It is a human issue that must be solved by humans. The African family must stop nutricide and meet its date with death <clears throat> meet its date with destiny eternal African family relationship ancestors Ndedzi Nsansi babysitters parent family village community child Ma'at the family is medicine the African family is the central holistic force that nurtures, loves, and develops the African child and nation. The family, which consists of grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and adopted members, is a politically activist, self-policing, healing institution, a government unto itself, a religious center, a savings bank, a judicial and militant organization. However, one of the primary functions of the family is to protect, 
maintain, and build the health of its members. Family holistic health consists of the spiritual, mental, and physical well-being of each member. An illness or sickness of an African person was automatically considered an illness but belonged to each member of the family institution. In a communal sense, each family member shares in the health, wealth, problems, child-rearing, success, food supply, and disease of each member. Ironically, today the communal lifestyle is forced upon Africans when a family member, such as a father, is an alcoholic, cocaine, crack addict, or AIDS victim. In such a case, the family begins to recreate their emotions, thinkings, behaviors, and feelings in order to cope with the psychological effect of the disease. They adjust their entire lifestyle to protect their feelings or hide their feelings or hide money in order to cope with the violence, arguments, sexual abuse, and drunken behavior of the alcoholic. Alcoholism, like all diseases, is a family disease that only a family can solve. If the family does not solve it, another family will in some way be a victim of it. African rituals and ceremonies were used as a type of education in conduct and behavior and as preventative medicine. Therefore, ceremonies as a preventative medicine were used during births, marriages, deaths, meetings, and illnesses. The health practitioner used psychology, spirituality, and rituals along with medicinal herbs in the treatment of the ill person. Medicinal herbs were always available in Africa. There were many herb stores in ancient African cities. They sold live medicinal and spiritual herbs and herbs used to decorate altars, schools, mummies, candles, homes, stores, temples, animals, and those to be worn with clothing. Senefer, the mayor of Thebes, during the 18th dynasty, under Pharaoh Amenophis II, 1425 BC, required medicinal herbs in gardens. Anemi, under Pharaoh Tuthmosis I, 1425 to 1510 BC, was the herbalist who maintained the, her the herb extracts stolen from Tutankhamun's tomb had labels that list the ingredients, dosage, and schedule to be taken. There are carvings of herbs in ivory on the panel of Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, 18th dynasty. An herbalist such as Kot, who is director of the Amun Herb Gardens of Amenophis III, used many medicinal herbs and foods such as chamomile, mandrake, fig, cornflowers, peppermint, myrtle, juniper berry, wormwood, anise, licorice, fennel, mirth, black cumin, willow, plantain, fenugreek, purslane, marjoram, basil, rue, flax, rosemary, carob, fleabane, pomegranate, etc. The herb stores also sold herbs for use as packing type material and for storing utensils, clothes, food, bread, baskets, and dried fruit and vegetables. The health practitioner and his store were a functional part of the society. The health practitioner participated in the family's rituals and ceremonies as an extended family member. Any health practitioner who came to an ill family member's community or house was under the guiding control of the family. The practitioner was basically a technical tool of the family and gave healing advice and treatments. The family itself actively cured the illness. The family 
was the medicine and practiced family medicine. The family provided natural foods and used foods as medicine. Aside from this, the family would have at least one herbalist of its own that gave disease care. If it was necessary for the ill person to quit work until he was cured, then the family provided holistic and economic support. Families took care of all its children, elderly, ill, or handicapped. Basically, the family and community of families were the home of hospitality, a hospital. The true measurement of a civilization's superiority or inferiority is judged by the family's treatment of the sick, elderly, children, and handicapped. If the civilization leaves the care of the blind to a dog, seeing eye dog puts its elderly in prisons called nursing homes, puts its children in jails called youth detention centers, or uses abortions to kill children, then it will be judged as an inferior civilization. Caucasian medicine stops the African family from functioning as a hang team. It stops the holistic family from being a medicine for the sick. They do this by not building hospitals for the African family members to sleep overnight and stay during the day in order to be participants in healing. Hospitals, clinics, and doctors' offices do not have healing rooms that are circular, which would be similar to family rooms in compounds. Further, Caucasian hospitals isolate the ill and do not allow community support of the ill. Caucasian medicine and health insurance will not economically, socially, dietary, herbally, or, or ethnomedically support an ill African family. An Afrocentrically ill family is one that has one family member sick. Caucasian hospitals stop African family medicine because they do not let children participate in the cure of an illness. They usually demand that a child be over 12 years old before they can visit the ill. For some superstitious reason, Caucasians believe that when a child becomes 13 years old, he is declared germ-free and unable to give an illness to the ill or catch an evil death-causing germ from the ill. Why Caucasians believe the child at 13 years of age is suddenly immune is hidden in Caucasian ignorance. In any case, a sick African in the hospital's intensive care units prison rooms are usually allowed visitors at designated times and children may not be allowed to visit no matter what their age. Families cannot sleep in the room or use holistic remedies. In fact, holistic remedies such as dance, herbs, drums, natural foods, juice therapy, psychic healing, ancestors, curative oils, sunlight, or any African spiritually based treatments are forbidden in Caucasian hospitals. The hospitals are another white supremacist tool used to divide, conquer, and destroy the African family medicine. Families are viewed negatively by Caucasians. Caucasians refer to the family as a nuclear family as if it is a nuclear bomb that will explode and destroy itself. They also refer to the African family as an extended family as if Africa African families are not the normal Caucasian size. The Caucasian normal 
family is a fragmented family in which members must go to others for spiritual support, church, for economic support, unemployment insurance stipends, for sickness, hospitals, for cultural education, schools, and for protection from each other, police, courts, governments, medicine, and food policing agents. The Caucasian social order makes the African family dysfunctional, nutricidal, fragmented, and not Afrocentrically holistic. Caucasians have a conflict with the understanding and the acceptance of the African divine kinship of families. For example, when a Caucasian man and woman decide to get married, it is a self-centered individual decision. They, of course, make the decision without the guidance, spiritual support of the elders or ancestors. They do not allow elders or deceased ancestors to have the final decision on the mate choice. The Caucasian couple gets married and believes that they will have a family. In direct contrast to this, two African families get married and have a couple. It is a marriage of families, ancestors, elders, spirits, and a community of Africans. It is a holistic, spiritually healing medicine. The married couple has individual training and marriage couple training called rites of passage, rituals, and ceremonies. They learn that the family nurtures, heals, and spiritualizes the community and is more or less a medicine. Medicine simply means balance or harmony with God and the ordained laws of the body, diet, and herbs. The family is a vehicle of balance a medicine. Whenever there is an imbalance disease, the family moves to reestablish balance holistically with herbs, food, and other natural remedies. It is family medicine. Family was and is important medicine to Africans. An African prisoner of war, so-called slave, would be stolen and put on slave ships such as the good ship Jesus. It was common knowledge that if a man were captured, his wife and children would often follow him into slavery in order to preserve the family. On the ship, the slave would be supported by educational societies, secret societies such as Prono and Sando, and elders would use the family-created organizations to protect themselves and form slave rebellions. Once the slave arrived at the Caucasian plantations, he would be put into a family. For example, a slave child would arrive at the slave compound and would be instantly adopted by a family and given a stepmother and stepfather. Divine kinship assigns everyone a family, ancestor, history, and health practitioner. Divine kinship means that all Africans are related by God's will. The family was structured to enforce and be in harmony with God. Consequently, older spirits such as grandparents and elders are considered divinely important. Health practitioners were considered as having a calling by God's divine will to heal others. In any case, if one of the parents of the slave child were sold, then a new step-parent was selected. Marriage was important to African slaves and considered an act of God. They believed that marriage vows were commitments made similar to tying the tongue into a knot that could not be taken a loose Marriage was the divine will of God and necessary for the community and the children. 
even after slavery, the misplaced and scattered slaves' first action was to find their family. They would wander all over America looking for family members. Family unity and communal lifestyle and herbal medicine have always been the primary force in African society. A family is protective of its ill, heals its ill, and all family members totally share in the ill person's healing process as the African family's usage of natural foods and herbal medicine decreased the Caucasian diseases of the family increased family medicine provides the healing nurturing bonding and socializing family is an essential part of African science family concepts are African governments laws and the understanding of health the cleansing of the body is a process performed by the family of organs, organ systems. However, Caucasian superstition has it that the skin can singularly cleanse the body. Thus, they believe that sweating cleanses the entire body. Consequently, they take herbs or drugs that cause sweating and do exercise workouts that cause sweating with the belief that sweat cleanses the internal organs of the body. Sweating primarily helps to keep the body temperature normal and cools the overheated body if a person would sweat four gallons of water less than four of an ounce would be solid matter and that would be salt salt holds the sweat to the skin and increases the cooling action a long walk four miles would be more cleansing for the body's family of organs than making one's self sweat with herbs or drugs however ignorance prevails in caucasian science and gossip theories and sweating remains popular Further, hearing is a family-influenced sense. Hearing does not create itself. Family consciousness helps create mental, physical, and spiritual reactions to sound images. Family members tend to hear the same quality and quantity of sound as hearing is cultural, psychic, a state of consciousness, and a melanin, however influenced, sense. The Caucasians believe that hearing is an individualistic self-centered event they assume that all people hear the same quality of sound as they do and that all people hear sound as individualistic vibrations africans are taught by media school textbooks to hear as whites africans hear clusters of sounds with overtones hearing like white folks causes a diseased type of hearing africans who hear as whites must disregard the afrocentric psychic spiritual divineness and mental consciousness of sound information that comes to their brains diseased hearing and disease junk society laws are anti-family nutricidal and self-centered for caucasians african laws are family-based africans natural behavior starts with bonding a natural foods diet and family Africans naturally behave holistically in harmony with each other and scribes, writers, wrote down the observed rules of human relationship. Africans observed the behavior, then wrote the laws. Caucasians wrote the laws, then tried to get the behavior. Caucasians have many laws and are too diseased to understand that people make the laws. Laws do not make the people. They constantly disobey their own laws. They have a violent, chaotic,
idiotic, immoral, sexually perverted, anti-family, anti-children, and nutricidal society. Caucasian society's foundations are based on an anti-family and individualistic government. Caucasian governments of democracy typify giving the individual more importance than the elders, ancestors, the council of the wise, and family consensus. Individualism reinforces the belief that an individual vitamin, mineral, or amino acid has more importance than its activity in nutrient groups. Acid has more importance than its activity in nutrient groups family. This causes the African to believe that Caucasian dead organic and inorganic chemistry can answer living questions. Oddly enough, organic chemistry also is the science of dead nutrients. Whether the democratic government votes to give power to an elite group or to share the government management power in ratios based upon the proportion of votes received, it is still a self-centered concept. Democracy with an open election in which age is used to determine eligibility to vote is Caucasian self-centered as opposed to family-centered. Caucasian democracy destroys the African Council of the Elders and the family as a political cultural force. No African people can be free under the Caucasian democratic, socialistic, communistic, or feudalistic governments. Caucasian governments are conceived and designed to support, promote, and perpetuate white supremacy. Medicine and health are the government's form of media that voices white cultural imperialism. Caucasian government is not family-centered, nor is Caucasian health family-centered. They believe an individual nutrient causes a specific disease. They constantly search for a specific individual cure for a disease by totally disregarding that each organ family, mental state, emotional mood, and spirit force expresses the same disease differently. The organs and organ systems different symptomatic expressions of disease are erroneously viewed by Caucasians as separate individual diseases. Caucasian based science, government and disease rely upon self-centeredness instead of family centeredness. Consequently, Caucasian government is anti-family, anti-African, anti-melanin, and causes diseases. Caucasian medicine and governments combine to serve as a tool of white supremacy. The economic profits from medicine are the economic profits from medicine are symbols of an individual's ability to be a successful white racist. Caucasian money is the symbolic way that the mentally ill reward the mentally ill for being mentally ill. Caucasian money has no economic value. It can represent success at being mentally ill, dysfunctional, self-centered, culturally imperialistic, physically ill, spiritually diseased, and happy. Caucasian governments are failure-prone and disease-producing. Historically, none of their governments lasted over 300 years and all exploited the poor. The Caucasian peasants under communism, socialism, feudalism, or democracy have been on welfare, 
homeless, sickly, criminals, orphans, thieves, liars, mentally ill, beggars, addicted, violent, hungry, whores, rapists, murderers, etc. They have reflected the behavior of the upper class, except they did not have the decorations of luxury and money. Caucasians collective mental illness causes the body to be ill by blocking electrical flow, hampering digestion, decreasing blood circulation, weakening immunity, degenerating all bodily functions, plus adding depression to the mentally ill state. This is called a psychosomatic mind caused bodily disease illness, which results in a somatic psychic illness added to this double illness condition is the mental and physical disease caused by the flavorful undiluted garbage called junk food caucasian governments cause disease and destroy the family centeredness of the africans a return to the political family council of elders natural foods afrocentric science and rites of passage is the family medicine needed for healthy africans family first Family last and family always is Africans' strength and key to the mother continent's survival. Health is an African family spiritualized art. Without the family as a medicine, Africans will die from Caucasian-created diseases. It must be recognized that the diseases of Africans can only be solved by the African family. The family is medicine. In order to be a healthy African, you must see, understand, or accept the African in your own brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, and the family before you can see Africa in yourself. You must first accept them as Africans, no matter how distorted they are. Your family members may not wear African clothes, claim an African name, be an African-centered, eat natural foods, or use herbal medicine or speak with an African philosophy as a base. However, they still have fragments of family medicine, African mannerisms, behavior, thoughts, spirituality, rituals, ceremonies, habits, and speech that the effects of white racism, slavery, and colonialism cannot erase. Your family, Africans in the diaspora and in Africa, is the closest you will ever get to Africa being African and family medicine. It is through your family that you obtain the vision to accept yourself as an African, Africa's holistic medicine and future. Your health is Africa's health. Your family is Africa's family. They reflect the seen and unseen effects of white supremacy, white racism, and point to the holistic solution. Oddly enough, it is within the family medicine system that the spiritual technology exists that can destroy the holistically diseased white race that started the race war in the 14th century. The family is medicine and the key to ending nutricide. Context of white supremacy. Just hoping we can get through. So that is the end of chapter one. Uh, The nutritional destruction of black people so-called nutricide depending on which version of the book you have we'll start on chapter two i actually have my copy of the book this week did not have my copy uh last week uh and so the title changes depending on which book you have different which edition the cover art changes the book that i have nutricide the nutritional destruction of the black race slight edits but it's got a picture of a tombstone which reads here lies mr and mrs negro they ate themselves to death 
And I read you the quote at the beginning that's on the back of the book. Uh, your people will never accept you. Either your genius will destroy you or your people will. Now, again, if folks have examples where black people went after people like Dr. Layla Africa, or maybe that did happen. If you have evidence where black people sat around and put together uh, think groups, think tanks to attack uh, and cause problems for and destroy the work of Dr. Africa or any other black healers that they were dealing with diet health uh, and black people made that their mission to destroy them. I would like to hear about that. I would like evidence examples. But anyway, I just, if, if so we got Mr. And Mrs. Negro on the front, their tombstone with a buzzard or Raven on top and then we got that one on the back like I mean if if black people Negroes are so ignorant then why write a book you know maybe we deserve what we get you know that's Negroes that's what's supposed to happen to Negroes <sighs> no name calling uh, number again is 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate number again 605 313 5164 the code 564-943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate question that I have and uh, the only people that should be responding is if you actually participated in the first week's audio segment, either live or you listen to the archive uh, and or if you didn't listen at all, but you read individually the first chapter of the book, because that's where we are. We're at the end of chapter one. So if you have read the first chapter, maybe you didn't get to the last five pages. No big deal. But if you either on your own read chapter one of the nutritional destruction of black people or you've been following paying attention to the audio archive uh, out of what you've heard thus far because uh, we have have read about approximately 20% of the book right it's about a 400 page book we are basically almost at page 80 in my version of the book almost at page 80 so we certainly have a, a, a lot more reading to go However, we've read quite a bit more than like 10 pages, right? So out of what you have either read on your own or heard thus far, what would you be able to apply to your diet? Because that's why we are reading this book. Getting better information about health, what to eat, what not to eat. So out of what we've read thus far, about maybe 20% of the text, what, if anything, would you be able to apply to your diet in terms of things that you're not going to eat, things that you are going to eat, things that you have a better understanding of in terms of what you put in your mouth based on the first 20% of what we've read from this text. All right, star six, one, we'll see if folks have thoughts, commentary they would like to share. Uh, bu- 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 May I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, greetings, guests, greetings, callers, and uh, listeners. Um, one of the things that I, I do think is, is accurate that you're stating is that, yes, it's 
it's very difficult to, to pinpoint anything that he's specifically saying, don't eat this, stay away from this, stay away from that. He's generalizing uh, quite a bit. And it's, um, it's unlike, and I'm, I'm going to speak about, if you don't mind, I'm going to speak about his first book, which was African Holistic Healing, where he did have remedies. He did have um, a list of, of foods, um, uh, recipes, uh, even fasting uh, tips he had in that book. And I, I will confess myself that I, I bought this book after first buying the other one. And when I bought this book, I never finished reading it because it wasn't what I was expecting. And I think you're, you as well as a, a few other listeners are, are stating pretty much the same thing. So I am looking for the same thing while I'm reading this. I'm looking for things to stay away from, um, things that I should be intaking uh, as far as herbs or anything of that nature, but he's not really being that accurate with it. Um, not to go on too much on that side, I'd like to say some good things, which is he is giving some reference points of things that you could look up outside of the book, outside of the text. Um, some of the things he spoke about with Andrew Jackson and um, actually removing the, I think he's referring to the Seminole Indians um, and, and their process of being moved off of their land. Um, a, a couple of other things, he was speaking about the family as being a high form of technology. I think those, some of those things are, are definitely things you could take out of the book and go and look at it, look into on your own spare time. But um, it's, not not quite the easiest of things to find uh, exactly what you just requested. I mean, it's hard to find some things that he's stating for a fact to stay away from. Um, and I, I, I'd like to close by just saying that I think during his time, as opposed to others, um, he was speaking about health and nutrition when it wasn't even popular in the so-called white community. So I could only imagine how frustrating it might have been for him. And this is just my perspective. I'm just giving it out. Dealing with that in the so-called black community and then at the same time speaking about racism, I mean, you'll just get ostracized just for speaking about white supremacy. So he was speaking about health too. I, th I think um, definitely it played a role in some of his material and, I, and you could kind of see that. Um, with that being said, I'll mute my line. Thank you for your time. Hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to strive for accuracy because I say that all the time. So Whole Foods was founded in 1980. This book was published originally in 1993. So they had them by 13 years at least. Uh, GNC was founded in 1935. Uh, I'm going to say that I do not agree. I think that there has been a substantial so-called white health movement for some time, substantially before 1993. And I would even submit like mainstream Whole Foods was founded in 1980. Uh, other folks uh, who dialed in, if you have a uh, hand up, comments to share. Proceed. Thomas in New York. Good evening, Josh. Good evening to the callers. Um, I was hoping we wasn't doing this book. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, Gus is reading that book. Um, I hate this genre of reading. I thought this was going to be about health, and it's turning into 
Dr. Ben book, you know, one of this history sensationalized. They didn't have jails and they didn't have like, yeah, okay. Um, they didn't have sewage. Okay. How did they dump that? Like sensationalized history <laughs> about 5,000 years ago that black people hold on to um, and just cannot let go of, you know, they, they want to be in some dynasty and all of the things that he's blaming the Caucasian races for in family, um, well, I separated the Caucasian, Caucasian countries and races. And, um, I mean, where, where else did they learn that from? I mean, I sitting there with a Pharaoh in a, in a, in a, in a, um, his wife. I mean, that's the queen and the king. I mean, they, they learned all that from them and they, you know, they try to flip it like they did it differently. Um, so that just, oh, irks me. um, Man, especially since, you know, just doing my own research, out of the 720 or so foods in Africa, 640 of the seeds come from here. Like, they didn't have all this food and stuff they talking about. They had is just so much. But either way, the black families, um, man, I, that was hard to listen to um, because, well, he kept calling it the African family, and I don't see that many functional African families. Um, I don't see too many functional black families. Um, and I, I think that, you know, what about slavery and other things that would have led to that? Uh, what about the fact that we're mimicking the white people? Um, not to come down on people because that's what they're doing. Um, but um, the most functional families in the system of white supremacy is the white family. I think that uh, over sensationalizing this greatness of us and not focusing on the fact that the white family and woman and child is the ones that are doing this to us, you know, obviously they're functioning pretty well. Um, we maybe need to figure out how they're functioning and start trying to function like them as opposed to um, talk about how great it is not to function like them. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, there's a few more points, but it's all, uh, I didn't have too much positive points. So I guess I'll leave it at that, Gus. Thank you. I ain't got too many positive points either. <laughs> so I'm very clear about that. It is for sure in the running for worst book ever. Uh, Can I be heard? Uh, retired firefighter. Yes, sir. Greetings, Gus. Greetings to everyone. Uh, yes, it's a, uh, it's a hard read. Uh, uh, I, uh, uh, attempted to uh, demonstrate my uh, prior life experiences with such uh, uh, language. Uh, it's, it's the typical language that I can recall uh, back in seminars, lectures, uh, VHS tapes, back in the... Uh, the uh the eighties back in the eighties yes uh and uh, uh I would start off by saying i i could i could start him before, but I just start off uh, the first thing that I thought was interesting, and uh I wrote down uh james nathaniel brown better known as jim brown uh uh the people uh that he uh shares with 
as far as family is concerned, uh, is a part of those that that those groups of people that he uh, was referring to earlier in the reading. Uh, and the only reason why I mentioned uh, Mr. Brown is because uh, it's been reported, and I've heard it otherwise, that they are steadily losing that land that uh, uh, the uh, author was was speaking about uh, financially. Uh, Nutricide, I would say, logically speaking, is not the dominant problem amongst people on the planet Earth. It's the global system of racism and white supremacy. Uh, I have a question here based on what I heard in the first reading. Uh, would a scientist attempt to explain what happened to Ma'at and quote-unquote African culture to cause the people of the earth, non-white people, to be in the current terrible conditions, which is the cause and effect today? Uh, number four, it is hard, if not impossible, to have a quality life. I've heard that term in the first reading, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm putting it in terms of a question. Is it hard, if not impossible, to have a quality life under racism, white supremacy? Uh, and I have here as a comment, but you can do your best by practicing a code based on logic uh, that can be thought of thought of in, in practice. Uh, I heard this in the first reading, and I just put question marks next to it, African thought, African mannerisms. And last but not least, I have down here Africa. The, the word Africa is a very, very broad term that means just thousands of things, uh, and and I would never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hardly ever use it in a in a in a book on this subject. And uh, to answer your question, to attempt to answer your question anyway, no, I did, I haven't heard anything definite about what to eat, what not to eat, uh, that sort of thing. Basically, what I've been hearing is the uh, rhetoric from the 1980s. Thank you. Mm -mm. That right there, uh, man, it is embarrassing to be reading this book in 2020. Uh, even if we weren't with the global pandemic and all that, like if it was January 2020 and we were reading this book, well, let's see, January 2019. There we go. We were reading it. It would still be embarrassing, equally embarrassing. Uh, that's what we got. 1980s rhetoric. Woo, which was embarrassing in 1980. Uh, the number again, 605-313-5164. The code, 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. And again, uh, I don't think we get anything playing white people cheap. Uh, like to just sit around and white people are inferior and they're ignorant and they're dumb and they're chumps. I don't think that buys us anything. If they have been stomping us for centuries... 
Uh, and I'm just going back to the health food, you know, just for one example, strive for accuracy. So the co-op that I brag about shopping at where they have all kinds of organic, fresh produce, exactly what he said, no pesticides, no preservatives, nothing artificial, all of that. So the place that I brag about shopping at here in Seattle was founded in 1978. So they got them uh, by a good, I think, what is that, 15 years or so? This book that we're reading was first published in 1993. Berkeley Bowl is a similar such uh, establishment in East Bay, California. They were founded in 1977. Berkeley Bowl in California is right across the street from Whole Foods, already mentioned, founded in 1980. White people have been on it. It has gotten larger, yes, but no. White people have been on that for some time. Some of that even started with the 1960s. Like, yeah, forget the Negroes. We should be eating. Uh, But they got documentaries on that. The other thing is I really am not about the hypocrisy. Like, you're not going to sit here and write a whole book talking about how dumb and lame and ignorant and inferior white people are. and They don't know nothing and all the rest of it. It's a whole lot more of that to come. And then I go to Dr. Africa's website and I moved off the page here. Let me pull it back up. There we go. So I go to his website, LaylaAfrica.com, and then it's got a listing of his credentials, various, much better looking than mine. Dr. Africa is one of the world's foremost authorities on health and nutrition. He has a diploma from Naturopathic Institute at Anglo-Saxon Institute in the United Kingdom. Now, like Thomas in New York said last week, hey, I don't know. Maybe the folks in Eritrea are eating wise potato chips every day. Maybe they got a bulk stash of Cheetos. Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe this here place is filled with people that look like Lil Wayne and Lupita Nyong'o. I doubt it. But maybe that's the case. You're not going to sit here and talk all that melanin tough and black people tough and Africa, Africanality and all the rest of it. And then you did go get some constructive information from white people, which there's no crime in that. They are dominating the planet. Let's not play them cheap. But you're not going to come back and Negro me this and Negro me that. That's why this book is for sure in the running. Worst book (laughs) ever. Oh my good. And I don't even know how we would like this book is so bad. Like I was like, man, if I had like rotten fruit and such, you know, like the, the tacky cliche, you see a bad performer, you're in the audience, like boo, hiss and throwing fruit. Like, man, I would have to think about it. Like this is really bad. Like, I don't even know how the interview that we had him on the program in 2011, oof, it would have been totally different if I had read this book then let's proceed. So the notes that I took from the text, uh, Sexism teaches the African man to love and have sex with the African woman as if she were a white woman, slave and master. It could just be that I'm out of sync with my Africanality. I don't know what that means. And there are a lot of points in this book where he doesn't give detail. Like you got a whole book. You could stop right there as opposed to going off into all this about, you know, all these African people who died. Just explain, give more detail about food. That's what we're reading this for. Or what does that mean? Teaching the African woman as if she were a white woman to have uh, sexism teaches the African man to love and have sex with the African woman as if she were a white woman. Again, I don't know what that means. It's not enough detail. Uh, Continuing. Uh, You don't have families. Uh, He goes into all this, you know, you got father, grandfather. I mean, God, I can't, I got to read this. Like it's serious father, grandmother and all that. We're in a system of racism, white supremacy. They throw all that in the trash. They throw all that in the trash. We're in a system of racism, white supremacy, 
worldwide. Dr. Welsing, you don't have families. You have attempted families, survival units, whatever you want to call them. All of that gets totally destroyed. White people can show you better than I can tell you anywhere in the world. And that's true for anybody non-white. They right now in the middle of this talk about, oh my God, we got an international adoption crisis and white people looking to steal little black children all over the world and whoa, we got to hold up now. <laughs> Might have the Rona. That right there. Easy to do that worldwide as long as white supremacy exists. You don't have families. Uh, he says, it's hard for me to even take this serious. Like he says, in the African family structure, whatever that is, an adult must have their parents' permission before engaging in any social or personal activities. The family technology does not allow arguments, verbal abuse, or physical violence. Now, we could just pause right there. I think you're lying. I have seen African people be violent with each other, period. Whatever. We can romanticize and pretend for a moment. So, continuing. Uh, A husband or a wife who has a disagreement about a social, economic, or parenting activity will not argue about the issue. For example, a wife will talk about a disagreement in a joking manner to the husband's brother in the case of the woman or the wife's sister in the case of the man who is in disagreement. Then the sister of the wife will confront the wife with the disagreement or complaint that was reported by her sister's husband. I'm just like, what? I'm supposed to take this seriously. This sounds like a logical way of conflict resolution in 2020. Feasible even. I'm appalled. Continuing. Uh... Disease is caused by holistic disobedience to Imhotep's health system. There's no detail. There are no footnotes. There are no footnotes in this book, too. That's another one. You're not going to call me a Negro every other page and then think you just get to say anything and I have to accept it. No, that would not be the case anyway, but it's especially not the case if you're going to name call black people on the front of the book, the back of the book, all in between in the book. No, you need to have some footnotes down. That's just in general. Uh, this is such a lame book Jesus Christ I cannot believe we have to read this for another two months Uh, let's see and I don't have anything constructive uh, to say. I said this last week I saw this last week this is one of the very few books that we've read that I saw immediately like wow this is not even about food like you're just name calling black people and romanticizing Africa like oh I wouldn't have picked this at all like uh, yeah anybody who this is your type of thing you like romanticizing about Africa whatever that means whatever value there is to that you enjoy that sort of thing you think that that is constructive well you are not going to be happy for as long as we're reading this book because Gus is probably going to sound the same or worse as this continues Uh, oh my god and then I got to take a big dose of black misandry and nobody even said that when I say black misandry I don't mean hating black people because I have found that sometimes that can be impossible to prove I'm not saying that Dr. Africa hates black males but I am saying because I was going to say this last week wow he comes on and does some really nasty name calling and talking about black males as though they're not victims of racism there's no empathy there's no they're victims at all this is on page 60 the African woman is the direct victim of medical sexism, hysterectomies, abortions, fibroid tumors, rape, petty rape, chemical castration, birth control pills, 
poor synthetic diets and scientific racism. The African woman is unprotected and denied her human rights and is given civil rights. Civil rights can be taken away by Congress or the Supreme Court. They are privileges given by whites, Europeans to former slaves. Human rights are granted to God and cannot be given by whites or voted upon or taken away. The African male, oh, the cowardly feverish black male. The African man takes up a large percentage of the military and police forces. This makes him the most highly armed, technologically skilled and combat trained African soldier in the world. Militarily he has free access and knowledge of a variety of weapons and tactics to protect and liberate his women children, family, community, nation and himself yet he stands in awe and fear of white soldiers with the same training. So he's just a cowardly no count (laughs) not protector feverish scoundrel right and even pause right there got the same training same combat training as the white man that he stands in awe with. Same tra- Does anybody here, black male, you got the exact same training as Chris Kyle. We read his book. We got a long history of reading books here at the Cows Book Club. So any black male here, you have the same level of training, expertise as Navy SEAL Chris Kyle. Get out of here. Even ask Mr. Fuller. He was in the... Get out of here. Uh, the male African singer, I don't know if you're talking about black people in the continent, are you talking about black people here? The male African singers and rappers record music that popularizes sexual lust instead of marriage and family. This promotes the white racism that is destroying the woman, child, and family technology. He is also a victim of white racism. Really? I don't know. I thought he was a coward a moment ago uh, that has mentally destroyed his human manhood and given him a slave mentality. Ironically, he makes enough money from black exploitation music videos, records, sports, acting, commercials and television to sponsor freedom revolutions in Africa, America and the world. I have no idea what a freedom revolution is there's no footnote i have no descriptor this was published over 20 years ago so i have no idea what that is and i have no idea who you're talking about i absolutely know that this is not applicable to the vast majority of black males they do not have the ability from rap music videos records sports anybody here thomas in new york retired firefighter are you all uh promoting sponsoring freedom revolutionary events uh, on the continent here are you all doing uh, COVID-19 jamborees uh, for re- anybody here you got a, a rap record deal music video I mean this is total nonsense it's easily one of the worst books I read this book is going in the trash or it's going to be burned one of the two books like this are a huge reason we have not replaced white supremacy with justice. Why? There's no constructive value to lying to yourself about the power that white people have. There's no value to lying to yourself about how powerful black people are to go back and say that we were the greatest thing ever and that white people are ignorant and learned everything that they could from us. Where is the value in that? What is that going to do for you in 2020? Don't lie to yourself. It's no read for that. Once you get to that point, man, it is. We could just sit around and do this forever. We can sit on the back of the slave ship and talk about how great our ancestors were for the next 5,000 years. It'll be COVID 57. We'll have come around and we'll be in pandemic. We could just sit around. Yes, our ancestors just have been. Spe- is there anything else? Because I don't have anything good to say. It's just going to be more of this. Uh, let me see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, uh, Gus? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, part of the interruption. I just um, the book that I was referring to was not actually this book. I was referring to his first book called African Holistic Healing. That's the book that has remedies and fasting tips and all those. It basically has all the things that you were looking for from this book. And again, that's why I stated earlier when I when I first spoke is that I haven't finished this book myself. When I first started reading it, I put it down because it doesn't have what I was looking. It didn't have what I was looking for. And I guess, like I said, everybody else is pretty much saying the same thing. Um, so, yeah, if you want to look into that book, that's a book to look into. I don't say purchase it because you could probably find it the PDF online. But look into that if you're looking for any remedies and recipes. All right. I'll move my line. I am a thousand percent good. Like I purchased this book. I am a thousand percent good. Like, man, you can have all of that. I mean, this is embarrassing. Like, uh, she, and then he says, you got Negro on the front cover of the book, Negro. And then you end with that too. And then you have the nerve to come back and slip in here. Uh, where is it at in order to be a healthy African whatever that means you must see understand or accept the African in your own brothers don't you ever call me brother Uh, your own brothers sisters mothers fathers and the family before you can see Africa in yourself you must first accept them as Africans no matter how distorted they are and wait a minute if that's the case then maybe you shouldn't be calling us Negroes maybe you should try a little harder to see the Africanality uh, in us before it's Negro this and Negro that I'll stop there. Anybody else? Any comments uh, that they would like to share? Observations? Yes. Uh, the, go ahead. <laughs> yes. The 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 rhetoric that uh, we have been reading and been listening to uh, is uh, a part of uh, uh, what uh, the retired firefighter was doing uh, uh, in the. Uh, I would say in the uh, latter half of the uh, mid to latter half of the eighties and, and uh, I would say most of the nineties. Uh, uh, but there was, there was a thought in my mind of incompleteness. This is not giving me answers. This rhetoric is not really giving me answers. I, I, I'm being active on things, but it's not giving me answers that I can, that, that makes sense to me. And, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily giving a personality, uh, uh, of a person any credit, but, but when it, when I, when I discovered logic, things, things to say and do based on logic, that's when things started making sense to me. Uh, and, uh, although, uh, I do like, uh, conversing with Dr. Welsing when she was alive and uh, Mr. Fuller, but I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to at all. All I have to do something is called think. Uh, uh, it's, and and, I, and logic would come up. It, it's all. It's already embedded into uh, my body. And uh, just some thoughts as I was, you know, listening to uh, people talk. Thank you. Much obliged, retired firefighter. Uh, Thomas in New York. 
Oh, yeah, trust me. You had me cracking up, man. That was hilarious. I mean, you hit it right on the head. Um, and like the firefighter, I mean, at one point, you know, this was my genre, you know. Um, I wanted to hear the, the feel-good stuff. And then I realized that this isn't, this isn't true. This isn't logical, you know. This, you know, this doesn't make sense. We're not going to fix this. We're not going to go back to living like people did 3,000, 5,000 years ago. We got glass and cars and computers. Like, we're not going backwards. So, you know, let's deal with going forward, you know. And to me, this this book, um, as you just indicated, it keeps us what I call in a box, you know, in a box of logic, you know, and you just stay trapped in it. And um, a lot of people never get out of it. You know, I don't think Dr. Africa ever got out of that box, you know, where, you know, it's more than just this great historical, um, the feeling is very much like the Christian feeling, you know, that good feeling, when you, you know, when you felt when you went to church, you know, that's what you get when you listen to this stuff. And that's not, that's like the drug, you know, it's going to wear off and then you're going to be right back in reality. So let's deal with reality, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess like the guy was just saying, the gentleman was just saying, um, maybe the other book has more health, health tips because I didn't get too much out of this thus far other than don't eat junk food, you know, and also if the, without the junk food and everything, when you look on television or when I walk through the train stations, and I mentioned this on the show before, people always show me pictures of starving people in Africa. Um, that need our money, you know, as junk food eaters. You know, they're not doing that great with all the good food they have either. So uh, let's deal with the reason why we have junk food and they have malnourishment over there. It's the same reason. I'm going on. Context of white supremacy. Africa is an enormous continent. Uh, just the sloppiness in language. I think that's been alluded to already, but I mean, just in the area that is called Nigeria, they're projecting that, you know, you're talking about a billion black people just in that little spot alone, little, just in that little spot alone. You're talking about a billion folks. That's what they're saying by the end of this century, 2100, not the continent, just Nigeria. How is it that we are just lumping all these people don't look the same? You got Adabenga and Pickneys and then people that look like Manute Bowl and what? Come on. Like, are you serious? Like, all these people behave the same. They all eat the same thing. They all act. get out of here, much less the people that were there 500 years ago or five years ago compared to come on, come on, come on, come on. You're going to have to tell me a whole lot more. This is like really embarrassing and not helpful in a myriad of ways were there any other folks who had questions or comments uh again this would be very high on the list in terms of books stop like right up there with friend and it's got a lot of the similarities there's a lot of similarities between this and some of the other books that i've absolutely despised uh, that we have read wretched of the earth lots of similarities anachronistic thinking and glorification of africa and just total absence of logic uh any other comments folks want to make sure they get in yeah, one 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 small thing, and and he he is not just limiting this term Africa to the 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 place that is called that continent that is called Africa. He's talking about globally. 
he's using that term on a global basis because like I said, this this is the same rhetoric that I'm used to from back in the eighties and the nineties. He's talking about, he's talking about on a global basis, which is very, very confusing, very confusing. And I I, I like the description you gave about the many different looks of people, not only in Africa, globally, (laughs) globally. And he's using that one term, for for all of these people, for this number of people, yeah. Got to get better. Got to get. I can say that emphatically. Next time we have a victim of racism who passes away, we are not reading their book. Absolutely not. <laughs> Got me twice uh, where I'm thinking, oh yeah, we could properly, re-, and it'll end up being the worst book ever. Like tough nuggies. Anybody else you pass away and you've written a book, well, tough nuggies. We will have to have already read it on the book club, but we'll get it. You know years down the road but yeah no more reading anybody's book once they pass away like uh this will we have to do this will be our way of honoring dr africa to have to listen to this uh foolishness for i can only hope that it doesn't i'm trying to read fast so that we can get you know press on through but like woof, it is not short so it's gonna be it's gonna be more than two to three weeks yes sir Oh, pardon me. Um, is it possible? And, I, and I've started reading it already. It's one of Dr. Tommy Curry's um, books that he mentioned, which was um, Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton. Um, I've started reading it already, and it, it's so far, it's it's been a, I mean, it's a basically his writing in his own terms of, of um, you know, his accounts as before Black Panther and as the, as the Black Panther Party started to um, become more popular and global, and he speaks very candid about his downfalls and his um, the upsides of of the actual program and the Black Panthers. He wasn't um, fantasizing or, or romanticizing anything in regards that, to that. He, he definitely spoke about the ill points of it that he saw later on down the line. Um, but that's a book that I I I, I mean. And if you're interested, we could speak about it via email and, and touch base. Um, but that would kind of be a good uh, detachment from this. And Huey T also meditated as well, which is something that we all need to do a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say. I think Firefighter and Thomas in New York spoke about the growth aspect of getting out of that 80s and quote unquote, maybe early 90s mind frame of romanticizing um, the past. And um, that's why this this type of genre doesn't exist anymore, to me, at least. Um, and that's it. I'll be my line. It should not. It should not. Jeez. Oof. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to see. Uh, we'll take book requests uh, once we are, you know, done. We have a ways to go, but I'll have to see. It'll have to be something extraordinary to cleanse my. Uh, palette like really extraordinary because this is so bad like yeah uh, anybody else have commentary questions that they needed to share again if there are folks out there who think that this is great this is like one of their prize books in the library well hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say <laughs> it's awful I, I have to, sorry mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to say and uh, I don't I have to say, as far as credit to, credit wise, that and I think I mentioned it before that young that the reason why this is not as popular is because of younger people. Uh, uh, being that I 
was involved directly into it. I'm talking about organizing and everything, something called a Kwanzaa ball and, and, and things of that nature. And, and in turn, by the 2000s, uh, it was, you know, dying out. You know, I, I would accredit it to younger people. I would say that partially. It may not be full, but partially at least. Kwanzaa ball. <laughs> I would say um, this this genre of reading, um, of writing, still exists. It, it does here in New York, uh, at least. Uh, you know, um, they're all on the 125th Street, even in costume, <laughs> dressing up like you know the the ancient Africans, um, um, and debating people who don't agree with them. You know, it's it's really um. It's still, um, it's not as big as it was. Um, it's dying out, but it, it still exists, unfortunately. And as long, like you said earlier, that's as long as this, this well, you didn't say, I'll say, this is, to me, a cop-out. Um, not dealing with the problem. You come up finding ways not to deal with the problem. Because the problem is a big problem. You know, that's going to be a tough one to deal with. It's going to be the hardest thing ever done. So, Let's create a fantasy world. You know, uh, we also have Zamunda and Wakanda. You know, there are all types of fantasy worlds about um, Africa that they create, and it's just not real. It's not going to solve the problem. We got to deal with the problem. Let me get my line, Dusty. Wakanda still have not seen Black Panther. That also is really, really whack, uh, which is why I've not seen it. Um, yeah. Uh, Zamunda. White people sat around and giggled. Yeah, that's another. You, yes, sir. You know, you know, Gus. When when you when you put in your search engine on your computer or your phone, the the name, the combination name, Black Panther. You you do not get the organization that was started by Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. You get you get that movie. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes up. You get that movie. And so it just goes to show you the ridiculousness of uh, propaganda and how, how, how actually how effective it is in a negative way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, unfortunately we do have a second audio segment, so we'll go ahead and power on through. Um, it doesn't get any better. I don't really have uh yeah, it doesn't get any better. Chapter two is titled health. Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> um, I don't really have any questions or anything. I did read a little bit faster during the second segment because the I think it does get a little bit more ridiculousness. Uh, there's a lot more like Africanity and, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, the nutritional destruction of black people, easily one of the worst books I have ever read. I guess if there is a constructive side, um, we could be reading this saying that this is the best book ever. <laughs> and, uh, whoopee. And yeah, you know, black people are supreme and melanin dominant folks are, you know, superior and the Caucasians are ignorant and stupid and don't know nothing. And, you know, that's why they all got the Rona. Uh, that does not seem to be the perspective. Follow logic follow logic so chapter two we'll get started and that way we'll be done quick as possible context of white supremacy wow one of the worst chapter two I've ever read hell we'll continue the most difficult thing to get people to do is to accept the obvious 
Dick Gregory. White Racism, Nutritional Causes All past behaviors are current behaviors, just as the study of history is the study of current events. The Ice Age era of Europe helped to produce the mental illness of white supremacy, white racism among at least 99% of the Caucasians. Large mountains of glaciers melted at the end of the Ice Age. Melting glaciers resulted in massive floods and soil erosion. Massive flooding and erosion caused the soil to be stripped of water. Water-soluble nutrients such as iodine, sulfur, zinc, manganese, copper, selenium, magnesium, etc., aside from mineral-depleted soil caused by melting ice, Caucasians used the soil nutrient depletion technique of cultivation farming. Today, Europeans continue to rob the soil of nutrients by their farming methods. In addition to this, the totally unnecessary cooking of nutrient-depleted fresh fruits and vegetables further depletes the nutrient value of plants and makes the nutrients left in plants raised on nutrient-depleted soil less valuable. Further, cooking of animal flesh destroys nutrients. Nutrients have an effect on the mind, mood, and state of consciousness, spirit, and physical body. Ironically, Caucasians assume their nutrient-deficient race and civilization are normal. They use their nutrient-deficient biochemical makeup as the standard for Africans and all races. Caucasians further assume that their moods, thoughts, and behaviors are normal. The Caucasian psychotic mental illness of imagined white supremacy diseases their mind and they assume that this is normal. The scientifically documented nutrient-robbed plants from poor soil and historically documented worldwide behaviors of violence, ruin, destruction, rape, dysfunction, Dysfunctional families and dependence upon Africans on the continent and elsewhere on the planet contradicts their assumption of supremacy. Glaciated soil lacks many minerals. For example, selenium is a vital mineral lacking in certain types of soil. Caucasians have established a normal biochemical standard, which is an abnormal deficiency of selenium. Selenium deficiency causes pre-menstrual symptoms, hot flashes, breast cancer, infertility, birth defects, crib death, and liver damage and alters the rhythm and cycles in the body. Cow's milk is deficient in selenium. A diet high in saturated fat causes selenium drain. Another mineral deficiency the Caucasian race suffers from is sulfur. Lack of optimum sulfur causes depression, rhythmic imbalances, irregular nerve impulses, and retarded growth of egg and sperm. Sulfur is denatured or destroyed by cooking. Zinc depletion is also harmful as it causes schizophrenia, infections, retarded growth, fatigue, digestive problems, and sterility. Zinc is denatured or destroyed by cooking food. It is drained from the body by ingesting cow's milk, alcohol, and contraceptive pills. Further, Europe's iodine-poor soil can cause nervousness, irritability, toxins in the brain, low energy, obesity, melanin deficiency, and growth problems. It is destroyed by heat, cooking, and processing. Manganese is lacking, which can result in pineal irregularities, muscle problems, brain and nerve difficulties, and digestive problems. Caucasian women with this deficiency also can lose their mother instinct, mother love, and ability to protect their child. This may allow them to get their human baby, suck the breast of a lower animal, cows, goats, etc. Excessive sex and high amounts of cow's milk 
calcium, iron, and phosphorus can destroy manganese. Additionally, other minerals were lost by many floods of the Ice Age. The absence of nutrients for plants to biologically transmute imbalanced soil nutrients causes copperless soil. Soil that grows plants with very low levels of copper results in depression and easily imbalanced brain and nerve responses such as hyperactivity. Inadequate levels of magnesium in the soil can cause irritability, depression, tremors, muscle, nerve, and brain problems. A loss of the mineral vanadium can cause low birth rates and high death rates. Soil with inadequate phosphorus levels can result in feeble minds, mental and physical inability to coordinate muscles, brain problems, and increased aging. Soil with potassium depletion causes high levels of physical and mental stress, aging, nerve problems, arthritis, rheumatism, and heart problems. Potassium can also be destroyed by processing foods, cooking, salt, white sugar, alcohol, coffee, bleached white flour, and stress. The ancient Africans and contemporary Africans came in contact with mentally ill Caucasians raised on soil robbed of minerals from the Ice Age. These mentally ill Europeans were also physically imbalanced because of their glaciated, nutrient-drained diets. This biochemically diseased and mentally ill Caucasian believes himself normal, believes himself humanly evolved, believes himself capable of understanding the nutritionally and culturally superior African. The Caucasian psychotic mind feels that what his nutritionally inadequate brain thinks is correct and perfect. This abnormal mind has become a victim of its own imagination, an imagination that has become mentally ill and nutritionally deprived for centuries assumes that it is not ill when it actually it is mentally ill. A nutrient deprived mind hallucinates about reality and its intelligence. Whatever the insane mind creates is believed to be sane. Added to this, when their melanin is stimulated, it causes them to see or sense black images in their imagination. This is a mild trance that melanin stimulation can induce. However, their melanin albino mind, emotions, subconscious, senses and spirit cannot cope with this stimulation therefore they associate fear with melanin stimulation and black melanin as evil the conscious and subconscious mind becomes an insane complementary pair which reinforces its own insanity and labels it sane the Caucasian's cooked animal flesh diet is depleted of nutrients which cause mental problems and disease. Cooking destroys the amino acid glutamic acid. A loss of glutamic acid results in learning and behavioral problems, schizophrenia, senility, rhythmic loss, poor memory, and stress. Cooking meat also destroys the amino acid lysine, which regulates the pineal gland growth, activates breast milk, and monitors acid and alkaline balance. Without lysine, infections are common. Tyrosine is an amino acid that can be deficient, causing an unstable mind, irritability, and irregular rhythm of the organs, glands, and melanin deficiency. The amino acid histidine is necessary for proper child growth and organ rhythm. It is inadequate in Europeans who were raised on cow's milk. Africans came in contact with these unstable personalities from dysfunctional families with mental problems and the psychosis of white racism. The social climate of mentally ill Caucasian race was diseased. Many, perhaps all of the mental problems of their race have never been therapeutically treated. 
This may be caused by their inability to see or admit they are a mentally diseased race. Their documented behavior in history points to maladjustments with reality. In the ninth dynasty of Egypt, 3000 BC, Caucasians were described as a miserable race living with a shortage of food, a shortage of plants, a shortage of water, and always in search of food, be it plants, animals, or another Caucasian. Additionally, long periods of food shortages, human flesh, and plant foods added to massive diseases caused by nutritionally lacking soil and plants. The Caucasian was, is a violent animal. In fact, when the Caucasian was first recorded in history, he was recorded in acts of violence. The pellets and mace heads found Hierocopanolis, an area near the upper Nile River, reported that the Africans were fighting uncivilized groups of Caucasians around 4000 B.C., the Palermo Stone reveals that Africans were fighting the barbaric pagan Caucasians who were trying to invade Africa. It was King Menes who drove out the savage Caucasians and started the first Egyptian dynasty. Since that time in the world, the mentally ill Caucasians have been using violence, war, peace, and white racism to rule, ruin, criminalize, and inferiorize Africans. Caucasians have a deep sense of insecurity about nature and themselves. Currently, they still have barbaric hordes, which they call alliances. These alliances attack African people all over the world and inferiorize Africans so they can have imagined superiority. Caucasians believe that money is a symbol of Caucasian power and is used to make them feel secure. It is a sense of human worth that Caucasians try to achieve with white racism and money. Usually after a Caucasian wolf pack type attack upon Africans, they soon start to attack each other over the human and resource carcass. The anthropology of Caucasians documents gang attacks, gang sex orgies, as well as gang chaos. Chaos seems to follow their insecurity. Caucasians only feel secure when they use violence to control. They tend to only unite for violence. Then afterwards, they fight among themselves. They are cultural, historical, religious, natural, and human resource thieves who fight over what they have stolen. W.E.B. Dubois summarized Caucasians fighting in World War I as a fight between pirates over the spoils Africa. Caucasians are not consciously aware of themselves as a primitive group. Their primitive ice age genetic heritage causes them to still eat frozen foods such as ice cream and to use ice cubes to make drinks very cold. Drinks cannot be used by the body unless they are 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit and within African normal temperature range of 97.5 degrees Fahrenheit, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit normal for Caucasians but a low grade fever for blacks. Therefore, a cold drink retards digestion and is a form of nutritional violence. They disregard their religious differences, Jews, Muslims, Christians, political differences, Democrats, Republicans, communists, ethnic differences, and will unite to watch violent sports such as football, boxing, ice hockey, wrestling, racing, cars, movies, and violence or violent threats to life such as circus acts with tight rope walkers, lion tamers, knife throwers, or violent activities such a skiing roller coaster riding, skydiving, ferris wheel riding, and hunting. After the violence is over, they separate, mistrust, abuse, lie, steal, and use each other in a chaos that they call society. This chaos is their superstitious, socialized system of rituals and ceremonies that they alone call European culture. Their culture is a white supremacy psychosis. It is democratically shared by each Caucasian gang called an ethnic group. The Caucasians 
psychotically labeled their inferiority as superiority. If the European uses a wooden club to kill a person, this is called primitive. If the European puts on a suit, shirt, and tie and uses a gun to kill a person, this is called modern or civilized. The behavior is still primitive and the tool, be it a wooden club or a gun, is simply another way to be primitive. White supremacy is simply a tool of an inferior primitive people that is used to make them feel human worth. They are a chaotic collection of adult delinquents who have children who are also delinquent. The current cannibalistic animal flesh consumption dairy and junk food diet of Caucasians causes them to be mentally, physically, and biochemically imbalanced perverts. Perverted biochemistry causes abnormal behaviors, thoughts, spirit, sex, and relationships with other races. A biochemically imbalanced Caucasian with a high-protein diet and junk foods has a high acid content of blood. Acidic blood will cause high blood pressure and will allow too much blood to fill the uterus and prostate, causing the prostate to weaken and degenerate. This can result in premature ejaculation. A constantly engorged uterus results in endometriosis and menstruation. The combination of an acidic uterus and an acidic prostate together with high blood pressure may cause excessive sexual stimulation. Animal flesh eaters have toxic, poisonous uric acid blood that irritates the brain, nerves, muscles, digestion, and especially the reproductive organs. This abnormal acidic biochemistry irritates the sex organs causing wet dreams, ejaculation while sleep, masturbation, homosexuality, violence, perversions, and a need for sexually stimulating music, dance, movies, video games, clothes, religious books, etc. The uric acid and acidosis from junk foods irritates the mucous membrane of the uterus and prostate. This acidic condition is compounded by food irritants such as cocoa, alcoholic beverages, sodas, cooked foods, caviar, condiments, coffee, onions, vinegar, oysters, chocolate, caffeine, tea, pepper, wheat, salts, oats, mustard, and garlic. The naturally alkaline African vegetarian diet biochemically balances the body, mind, and spirit. The Caucasian mental illness of overeating causes acidic biochemistry. Overeating constipates results in an increase in sexual activities in a constipated state, the body is toxic and acidic. This irritates the reproductive organs. Irritated sex organs become engorged, accompanied by a rise in blood pressure. This acidic biochemistry triggers sexual excitation. Biochemically perverted Caucasians consider their abnormality as normal. Their sick normal is called the natural sexual instinct. Caucasian white racism uses their diseased body and diseased sexual behavior as the normal standard for all Africans. The Caucasian's behavior is the behavior of biochemical imbalances which perverts their social activities and mind. Caucasians with nutrient-caused mental illness added to their psychotic white supremacy are too diseased to recognize or admit their mental illness. However, a Caucasian scientist such as Albert Einstein inadvertently admitted to their mental illness when he said we Europeans live in a world of problems which can no longer be solved by the levels of European thinking which created them. In other words, their state of mind cannot and will not solve their mental illness. If they could, they would not 
not be mentally ill. This white racism psychosis is so deeply implanted in their minds that it escapes contact with reality. Reality is African civilization, is the superior civilization. Africans are the superior race by all biological and chemical analyses. All Caucasians participate directly or indirectly in maintaining their white racism. White racism is democratically distributed to all Africans. Benjamin Franklin once said, if every Caucasian is thinking alike, then no one is thinking. White supremacy does not have to be thought about or purposely acted on. It is a disease that feeds on itself. They have an acceptable level of mental illness, which they call the normal mind, and they have unacceptable mental illness, which they call mental disease. The mental disorders that were present in the Ice Age, Dark Ages, and feudalism are present today. There are weaved and mixed in every aspect of their social order, moral, religious, family, sexual, and violent behaviors. All past behaviors are current behaviors, just as the study of history is the study of current events. They are psychologically protected and reinforced until these mental disorders are no longer visible to their mind. Additionally, they have a melanin deficiency. Their pineal gland has 60 to 80 percent calcification, dead or inactivity. Their pineal gland's inactivity causes nutritional and mental imbalances, resulting in obsessive compulsive thoughts and behaviors. Melanin deficiency causes a need to control and limits the range of thinking. Africans have 12 melanin centers in the brain, while Caucasians have only two melanin centers. Limited melanin centers make them mentally incapable of evolving thoughts holistically. They are trapped in a nutritional and melanin deficient body. Caucasian neurohormonal development is poor and has limited responsiveness. This causes their nerves to slowly grow to muscles at age two, while Africans' nerves grow to muscle within six months of age, allowing toilet training. The complete adult neurohormonal growths occurs at 12 years of age in Africans and between 18 and 21 years of age in Caucasians. This slow development limits the amount of emotional and mental flexibility Caucasians can have. Consequently, Caucasians lack the melanin ability to voluntarily accept holistic therapy and free themselves of white supremacy's illusions and mental illness. The continent of Africa provided Africans with nutrient-rich soil, vast varieties of fruits and vegetables, which supplied all the amino acids, minerals, and vitamins for a normal mind and body. The European soil was nutritionally robbed. Additionally, Caucasians lack nutritional science and proper food combining knowledge, have a melanin deficient biochemistry and are civilized in an immature infant culture which nourishes their mental illness of white supremacy. They are historically and scientifically a racial and culturally inferior race that could be helped and developed if they wanted to change. However, Caucasians do not recognize their disease and enjoy the status it gives. Caucasians entered recorded history after all other colored cultures had been in existence over 10,000 years. They also entered history violently attacking Africans. Traces of their cultural immaturity and violence still exist today. The vast majority of their amusements and activities are focused in violence, such as violent children's fantasies, fairy tales, movies, or stealing, lies, word trickery, marriage and relationship conflicts, cops and robbers, 
one group overpowering another, deception, etc., because they were raised in an uncivilized culture infected with murder, dysfunctional families, rape, fear, anger, violence, homosexuals, conflicts, wars, threats to life, sex orgies, cannibalism, and social wolf pack behaviors they have difficulty communicating within themselves and to others. The Caucasians, due to nutrient depleted soil and food, are mentally and physically ill. Chronic undernourishment is more dangerous than the diseases of rickets, amnesia, quick cora, and burberry because it causes personality disorders, violent behavior, and mood swings. The victims of undernourishment have slowly gotten the disease state and do not recognize themselves as ill. When this condition, nutrient deficiency, has occurred over centuries and the vast majority has it, the majority believe themselves normal, the correction of chronic undernourishment takes place slowly over a period of five to six weeks. This is too slow to show an immediate change in nutrition status. This also makes it difficult to be recognized in obvious diseases such as Burberry, a vitamin B hypodermic needle injection will immediately help the tongue and lips feel less sore. The digestive disorders and thinking will clear up. Centuries of chronic undernourishment from glaciated land have been erroneously scientifically documented as normal. Their abnormal behaviors and thinking are erroneously documented as normal by Caucasian civilization and their religions verify their abnormal behaviors as normal. The study of Caucasian history is actually the study of mental illness and asocial behavior. The nutritional and historical behaviors validate their psychosis, white racism as an illusion reinforced by nutritional deficiencies. Their culture, religions, and nutritionists are too nutritionally deficient to recognize this. It is similar to this in a land where everyone has one eye. A person with two eyes is considered a freak. It is a nutritional trap with no escape. Destroy the pineal gland. A healthy pineal gland secretes melanin. Melanin makes highly melanated African people superior to all races. So it follows an unhealthy pineal gland would have an effect upon the African's health, mind, and spirit. There are many ways to deteriorate, weaken, and or destroy the pineal gland. This destruction can occur without the knowledge of the victim. In the vast majority of Caucasian health, mind, and spiritual sciences and psychic books, the pineal gland is omitted and no mention of its health status is even vaguely discussed. It is medically clear that all glands can get diseased. Medical white racism ignores the diseases and nutrient deficiencies of the pineal gland because in the Caucasians, the gland has the lowest activity or is usually inactive dead, so it is not diagnosed or treated for illness. The pineal gland is highly sensitive, nutrient dependent, oscillates, and is biochemically and electromagnetically very active. AD drugs and nutrients cross the so-called blood-brain barrier and get into the pineal glands tissue. Drugs such as cocaine, alcohol, cough syrups with codeine or with iodine, x-ray, low radio waves, ultrasound waves, caffeine, librium, microwaves, nicotine, antibiotics, demerol, Tylenol, morphine, ergotamine, toxic fumes, marijuana, antihistamines, decongestants, amphetamines, aspirin, or tangamet can have an effect on melanin and the gland. This includes lye and lilac chemicals, hair relaxers, skin bleaching agents, and hair dilapidatory chemicals. Toxins in the pineal gland can result in degenerative diseases such as arthritis, senility, cataracts, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, Parkinson, menopause, and in men, impotence, glaucoma, osteoporosis, and 
arteriochlorosis, the Caucasian myth of the blood barrier serving as a form of liquid protection against toxic substances, is an excuse used to stop pineal diagnosis. Synthetic toxins such as Caucasian-made drugs, white sugar-saturated fats that lodge in cells, viruses, genetic drugs, free radicals, bleached white flour, and mucus congestion can interrupt the pineal gland's cycle and ability. This can result in degenerative diseases, abnormal growth activity, altered moods, spirit, and consciousness. The sensitivity of the pineal gland on many levels is unique. The nutrients stored in the pineal gland, such as indoles and natural indigo chemicals, histamines, dopamine, and norepinephrine, monitor and direct holistic energy. Synthetic chemicals destroy these nutrients. Many chemicals and foods made by the Caucasian are dangerous even to themselves. Public drinking water is basically deodorized toilet water. It can irritate the pineal gland because the toxic synthetic water is chemically recycled sewage water. Fluoride in drinking water, toothpaste, and all related chemicals such as chlorine and iodine are harmful. Hay fever, allergy, or cold medicine with antihistamine can result in slowing down the secretions of melanin of the pineal gland. Additionally, the junk food diet with animals, fats, Fried foods, sugar, and heavy metal toxins are dangerous. Many of the dangerous junk foods are hidden in foods. For example, animal fat is found in cream, peanut butter, salad dressing, butter, whole milk, cheese, potato chips, and other snack foods. Aside from this, animal fat and white sugar are in bread, medicine, donuts, pizza, cakes, pies, candy, pastry, ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. African people, especially those in large cities, can have a sunlight deficiency. This can result in an under-stimulated pineal gland which for Caucasians is called seasonal affective disorder, but for African people, it can be an all seasonal affective disorder. This illness results in depression, low energy, metabolic problems, cravings for sugar, drugs, or other stimulants, and a vague sense of feeling ill. The stressing effect of white racism can lead to cravings. Stress causes the pineal gland to be overstimulated and exhausted. This can result in a vicious cycle of eating and taking drugs for cravings, which can further exhaust the pineal gland. Ironically, this causes the African to seek security and avoidance of fear by using Caucasian values. For example, an African person with a slave plantation servitude mentality will not visualize economic success unless it includes Caucasian values or a Caucasian high-paying job, Caucasian college degree, Caucasian expensive junk food, and or the Caucasian dollar. In other words, success is being in some way white and a part of the slave master's plantation. The understimulation of the pineal with inadequate sunlight, junk food, and a polluted environment can be destructive to the gland. Drugs can cause low energy and reduce pineal gland activity. The African's desire to combat the low pineal activity can cause a craving for junk religions, white God, white Jesus, white Muslim culture or physically a Caucasian energy lift. This nutritionally leads to another cycle of low pineal energy production. The pineal gland becomes weaker and weaker by this cyclic destruction. This lowers the quality of melanin available or nutricidally destroys the African's ability to be African. The pineal gland directly or indirectly controls many functions in the body, such as the cyclic behavior of organs, growth and development states of children, Catecholomen production, sleep patterns, energy storage, information storage, genetic information, regulates body temperature, carbohydrate metabolism, bone growth, cellular respiration, collagen synthesis, hair growth, skin growth, 
extrasensory perception, etc. Melanin also stimulates the repair of cells, tissues, and organs. It acts as an antibiotic, enhances immunity, converts sunlight energy, stimulates DNA synthesis, influences lymphocyte production, and increases sound and light absorption. In Africans, the melanated galaxy is connected to their holistic melanated inner space. In Caucasians with melanin albinism, the galaxy is outer space to them. Without optimum melanin production, Africans self-sabotage any effort to use their holistic genius for freedom from Caucasian white supremacy. White supremacy inherently emphasizes Caucasian nutritional values and destroys melanin and the pineal gland. This directly destroys African people. Without the full use of the pineal gland, Africans can become puppets for white supremacy and neutricide. The pineal gland masterminds the control of the pituitary, hypothalamus, gonads, and adrenal glands. An African person under Caucasian caused tension, stress, white racism, and the stress caused by a Caucasian-created disease diet has a weak immune system and a weakened pineal gland. The pineal gland, as a defense reaction to disease, will stimulate the adrenal glands to produce adrenaline. This leads to adrenal and pineal gland exhaustion. The pineal gland's ability to switch to sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system off and on is weakened. The systems cannot harmonize and all the body activities become imbalanced. The pineal stimulates the release of pro- prostaglandin which defends the body from heart and circulatory disorders therefore an undernourished pineal gland can cause heart disease and circulatory problems African people are not taught about the pineal gland or melanin because it is a way to control and destroy them through information colonization. They may vaguely know that Caucasians use melanin stimulation hormones for suntans without sunlight, but they are neither taught that pineal gland extracts stop cancer or tumor growth, nor are Africans taught that lifespan of animals is increased by 25% when given melanin extract. This type of Caucasian melanin research acknowledges the power within an African with a healthy natural foods diet that feeds a healthy pineal gland. Without a natural foods diet, the pineal gland is basically non-functioning. The African becomes easier control, rule, and ruin. The African is educated to use the food in his mouth as a tasty way to die. However, the escape from nutricide will awaken the godly gift of the sun melanin. Caucasians and their running dogs and puppets are constantly researching melanin. The melanin information is used militarily dietetically, medically, for drugs, computer science, sex, genetic breeding, and outer space. It is mostly classified as top secret and not given to Africans. Their public and secret melanin organizations of information pirates and thieves publicly has European, Pan-American, and Japanese societies for pigment cell research. They have 15 international pigment conferences between 1946 and 1993. The Africans have held five Afrocentric international conferences through the KMWR Science Consortium Incorporated. However, they lack the economically fueled research organizations that can bring massive social and nutritional changes to Africans. The natural defenses of the body use energy conservation. If tissue, cells, organs, or glands are not being used, then the body will not give energy to the unused tissue or gland. It is a don't use it, you lose it philosophy. In some cases, the unused tissue or gland will become calcified, turns to stone. A gland can become damaged by toxic poison from drinking alcohol. If it is continuously abused by alcohol, it will turn to stone. 
the prostate gland can get damaged or diseased and will become hard like stone, calcified. Many toxic residues from junk food or toxic drugs will inflame tissues, organs, or glands causing disease reactions such as appendicitis, pancreatitis, vaginitis, hepatitis, nephritis, prostatitis, and pelvic inflammatory disease. The pineal gland, like any other gland, can sulfur and can suffer the same type of inflammation. This can contribute to calcification. For example, Caucasians with low pineal gland secretion and melanin albinism cannot fully utilize the pineal gland and it is mostly calcified in them. Caucasian diets, drugs, psychic ability, and spirituality do not take into account the utilization of the pineal gland. The highest amount of pineal inactivity and pineal gland calcification is 60 to 80% among Caucasians. African people have the lowest amount of pineal gland calcification. The low calcification indicates the effect of the dietary abuse the Caucasians have caused in African people. This calcification can increase as African people continue to use Caucasian drugs, junk food, junk culture, junk religion, and sexual abuse. A weakened pineal gland aids in the control and destruction of Africanity. Africans with dull, weakened, or partially destroyed pineal glands are waiting for Caucasian science to scientifically tell them that they are killing the pineal gland. Scientists will use nutricide to destroy the pineal gland and tell you nothing. Nothing! That is about what I learned. Uh, two weeks of reading this book. Absolutely nothing. Don't have my Afrocentricality together. Uh, and I don't even remember a book that I thought, wow, like, I'm actually mocking this book. I don't remember. There have been a whole lot of books that, well, I guess I did mock The Hate You Give. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I did mock The Hate You Give, and that was another one. That was formerly worst book ever. I don't know if I mocked Black Love as a Revolutionary Act, although that is... It's right up there. It's right up there. If somebody said they think this is the worst all time, meh. Yeah. A lot of the same problems. Anywho, uh, man. I don't really, uh, can't say I'm looking forward to getting through it. It's one of those, it's like, man, we can try to, to muster and get through it, but, woo, man. It is real difficult for me to just sit around and African people are ignorant, excuse me, Caucasians are ignorant, stupid, and inferior melanin deficient bunch of chumps don't even know how to eat food together yeah in a system of white supremacy racism yes that's the problem the number is 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate, as I said, I hope this is not one of our listeners like favorite books uh, where they have this like at the top of their library at home and recommend it to all their friends. They give out copies uh, for all the holidays, birthdays, Kwanzaa ball, all the rest of it. I hope that is not the case. Uh, if so, man, oh, man, uh, you certainly do not have to listen. Uh, I wish we were not listening <laughs> pick a better book pick a better book uh, folks if you have any comments to share second audio segment uh, things that stood out I guess if we didn't get to hear from you at all you should go ahead and share now uh, if you have an understanding of yeah if you have an understanding that you can apply in some logical way to help you solve problems including white supremacy racism feel free mine should be open
Can I be heard? Thomas in New York. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got some. Ah, man. I hate this genre of black authorship. Um, they associate, associated melanin with fear. Um, I believe at one point saying whites uh, associate melanin with fear. Um, man. I, I think it was like um, trying to give a reason why uh, this system exists and, you know, the the ill feelings they have toward us. I think, um, you know, just um, out of all of those theories I've heard, still no one's tops Dr. Wellsons. Um, they fear genetic annihilation. Um, to me, that's always, you know, that that's the most logical. Um, he said, um, 4,000 years ago, minis was fighting white people. There's no evidence in history of white people existing 4,000 years ago. <laughs> Not nothing. Uh, or minis, for that sake. Um, minis was from the Greek writings of Manitos, who never existed himself. You know, put out by white people to put them in history that they weren't in. Um, and I think that um, you know, he could have left that out because... Uh, that's pretty common knowledge, even amongst people that's into that genre. Um, proof of losing melody. Um, how can we tell that? You know, um, in, in, how can we tell if our pineal gland is functioning properly? Um, and I'm not a believer of um, the melanin theory, um, but I'm not someone who doesn't look at... Um, you know, what's in front of me. And the one thing I can't say is that people like myself who have melanin have a special connection with the sun that white people don't have. So I can't throw that out. Um, however, my question is, you know, we know that there are way more Africans who are much darker than myself um, and who have never they spend all they can spend all day in the sun. They they've never eaten unnatural foods. Um, they've never drunk unnatural milk. You know, um, they've eaten vegetables their whole life, and they don't have any special powers. You know, it's not helping us. You know, in that regard. Um, and if whites have a calcified pineal gland and they've gotten this far, is that science really necessary? in today's age, other than the fact that we have a special connection with the sun. Um, it's not getting us to the to the point where someone can show me how can I use that melanin to um, do something special, you know, that white people can't do, other than, you know, go to the beach and not have to put on suntan loose and have a good dream that night, you know, like, um, and that's all I had to say, Gus, thank you. Much obliged maybe just not in touch with your Africanity either maybe that's my problem too uh, other folks who dialed in uh, if you have a hand up uh, commentary to share second portion of the audio mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm just thinking about the uh, the attempt to apply racism, white supremacy, in the 
realm of science as opposed to political, you're probably going to have problems. Uh, white supremacy, racism is whatever white people say. <laughs> it's not really a science, uh, you know, from the standpoint of what I think the writer is attempting to do. Uh, uh, it's something that a group of people made up to dominate people who they classify as not being white. And, uh, but if you, uh, and, and he's not the only person that I've heard to say, to say things that sounds like trying to address the subject of racism, white supremacy into a science. Uh, but you know, I, I, I was, I would say that person would probably would have problems with, uh, confusion. It, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have a level of clarity. It wouldn't have clarity. Uh, if you try to, uh, make a science study out of it. It's more of a political study, meaning that something that a group of people made up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever it's whatever white people say it is. The system of racism, white supremacy, is whatever the, that group of white people who practice racism say it is. Uh, you know, and that can change from day to day. You know, as opposed to science being more of the exact or an attempt to be exact. Uh, and that's, that's the, that's the confusion that I'm hearing in this book. That's it. Much obliged, retired firefighter. Uh, if anybody else comments, think you have, uh, the appropriate level of, uh, Afro centricality or whatever it is, uh, to comment, if you have thoughts, observations, proceed. Folks might be uh, satisfied. Uh, I will say, uh, like literally, like just going through and reading the book, like it's poorly edited as well. Like at some points, like that made it challenging for me to read just because it's poorly edited as well. Um, at least the version that I have, um, like, yeah, I've tossed this book like several times in reading it. Like, it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, particularly for the reason now, if we were not reading this book for, you know, Hey, let's try to do better with our diet and what we're eating. Maybe like if I wanted, you know, let's mess around and just have something to reminisce about, you know, the so-called good old days on the continent and, you know, hear about the ignorant, savage, melanin deficient. Caucasian uh, alright you know I guess we could comic relief or whatever you want to call that for a little while but I mean to be looking for constructive life saving information and to get you know when you have footnotes like <laughs> to go and, and get more information that's not even there like I've been told it's in other books but I mean pfft, you can get much better books without all the rhetoric and whoop de doo about you know romanticizing Africa and all the rest you can get right down to the brass tacks of eat these type of things, not these type of things, different ways of preparing food, recipes, all of that written by black authors, 
much helpful, much more helpful information and, and provide it in a way that you can synthesize. Uh, I don't even think this is uh, well organized to just be kind of veering off into whatever other tangents uh, and topics, uh, as I said, you know, the not the lack of footnotes, the lack of detail uh, with many of the different components that he uh, presents in the book. Um, lots of reasons, at least for myself, many, many reasons uh, to be uh, dissatisfied <laughs> with the text. Uh, just have to see. I'm not really even sure if this is the type of book that's worth it to complete. Like, man, I have to really think about, you know, what's what is on the horizon because that is unprecedented for a book to be so bad that it's like man I'm not sure if there's any reason to complete even though I'm very much opposed to like you know not finishing a book and that sort of thing but I mean Mm. and especially me having to read it like oh that's insult to injury as they say Uh, I flipped ahead and there's not I mean there's more name calling and I don't see any recipes uh, coming on the horizon but We'll try for another weekend. See if there's reason to hold on. Uh, I'm just not into all of the melanin deficient. Seems like COVID-19 is, you know, causing more problems. If you have more melanin, uh, it seems to be the case, at least in the U.S., although not on the continent. Uh, maybe it's got something to do with the wise potato chips, but just not uh, not the type of book with the type of constructive information if anything strive for logic that is always uh, what we're trying to do make sure you understand what's being presented it should not just be an assumption that this is accurate information question think about you know what's being presented if it doesn't make logical sense well hey you know many many victims of white supremacy including Gus T get uh, trained encouraged to think in a very illogical sometimes emotional way about this problem that's not what we need we just need logic Uh, logical information the ability to follow logic even when you are by yourself uh, that will that will uh, aid us in solving this problem problem I think uh, more efficiently uh, than any form of uh, hero worship uh, hero worship of black people here in the states black people on the continent I totally endorse what Mr. Fuller says about if we're going to be studying history and victims of racism who've gone before us what errors did they make so we don't make the same mistakes if they did some things that were constructive and work well see if we can do some more of that with whatever adjustments need to be added that seems logical to me I could be in error I could just be you know devoid of my Afrocentricality, whatever that means uh, I'm again super disappointed that I thought repeatedly in hearing this text and reading it of Richard Pryor's segment where he was mocking black nationalists and even uh, Oswald Bates. Somebody had brought that up before from In Living Color. Uh, it was the same type of thing. Thought of that repeatedly. Even the segment from uh, Lorraine Hansberry, Raisin in the Sun, where they you know had brought this up before. The people that just want to sit around and all we have to do is get a plane ticket to Africa or learn a few African names and you know, Kwanzaa ball and, and, you know, we, we, we just about got white folks licked. No, not, not even close. Uh, any other thoughts, observations, folks want to make sure they get in. Yes. Uh, Gus, you, you did say that, that, uh, the author actually came on the program in 2011, mm-hmm. February, 2011. It's in the archives. I made sure to, uh, post it. Justice and I hung out. I had yeah. not read the book at the time, but yep, he was here. Yeah, uh, he 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 uh, stayed on for the entire three hours, if you uh, can recall. I think he was here right at about two hours, maybe 
about one hour, 45 minutes, uh, something right about there. But I mean, it wasn't a, you know, fly by night. I think he answered call uh, questions from folks who dialed in. Justice was on the program. Like it wasn't a run out type. It wasn't a Dick Gregory type thing. Like, what are you all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm laughing because I, re- I remember those programs. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, my curiosity probably is going to have me to uh, try to find that and see how, you know, what was the what was the questioning and what was the subject matter, that sort of thing, just to kind of like settle some things in my questions that I may have in my mind. Yeah. Well, retired firefighter, may I interject real quick? Um, I, I listened to that show um, prior to this a little bit more, and um, – even in that show, um, he, when he left, he it was he was a little bit short. And when I say that, I mean not to say that he was like so so rude, but it, he did come off a little. Uh, let's just say when you listen to it, you'll hear what Justice says, and Justice points it out very much. And his promoter at the time, which I believe is a gentleman named King Simon, came on and spoke afterwards and addressed. Um, Justice's questions in regards to his, um, uh, for lack of a better word, attitude. And um, he gave his explanations and it kind of made sense. It kind of was logical, but again, you could listen to it for yourself and see how it, how it transpires. But the interview does sound somewhat like the book where he he will speak. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like he speaks about health and then he'll go on a tangent about um, European holidays and all these other things, and then he'll start talking right back again about health, and it, it kind of it, it's not an easy one to to go through. And you could see his lectures; they do the same thing. Yeah, thank you. Context of white supremacy should be in the archives. I uh, made sure I put it back in SoundCloud and. Uh, Black Talk Radio Network, I think it's back up there uh, as well, so should be accessible. I think I tweeted it out. I'll share it again so the folks can find it easy. But yep, full ten years that we have. Been. I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Gus. I was gonna say. Um... You know, I remember that episode as the gentleman was explaining it and um, yeah, King Simon coming on um, and trying to clean it up, so to speak. Um, yeah, as far as that, um, a lot of people from that era, me personally, I've heard of Dr. Africa, but I, I will, I'm not listening to anyone with Africa in their name. But um, you know, I didn't know what, until he died, you know, like, oh, he's into health, you know, he's a Dr. Sadie, I thought, you know, and then I'm seeing, no, nah, he's not even Dr. Sadie type of doctor. So let me, um, I guess, uh, a full black doctor, you know, um, but, um, you know, I, I can, uh, I share your pain, Gus, this is, um, not what I thought, <laughs> uh, this is gonna be at all, um, and hearing him, it, it sounds a lot like, people from that era that I speak to here in Harlem, they all have the, the cool feel on or something, you know, or 
some type of uh, old African fez or something, and they have this same type of mind. They're all vegans, you know, and all that, but just that same language. Um, it's like, wow, you know, I'm so glad we're not in that era. Uh, but what I will say is at least it seemed like in their era they were um, focused. They just were confused, you know, but it, they seemed like there, there was a lot more people focused because there's a lot of them. Um, as compared to what I see now, but, ugh, um, um, I mean, Gus, I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to do another book. <laughs> um, I know that you already started, so, you know, we finished what we started, but, ooh, uh, I'll mute my line, thank you. Mm. I'd be ecstatic about picking another book. There's so many better, uh, better options, but, yeah, it's, uh, logic focus it wouldn't surprise me if white people were funding some of it because he has you know racist white guy I threw my book literally like that book is not going to be in the house once we're done like it is out of here like gleefully it will be in the trash heap but um I wouldn't be surprised like white people promote nonsense like they will promote some foolishness like oh yeah get in touch with your Africanality and 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 we'll have melanin conference for the I know white people like here in Seattle like oh yeah they will promote that like they will promote the mess out of that <laughs> like uh next five ten years you all want to have uh melanin ciphering conferences and uh Africanality conferences and get in touch with your you know Afrocentricality and all the rest oh yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we got grant money and all. McDonald's probably put some scholarships on that. We'll put a thousand dollars for the United Negro College Fund. And we'll put a thousand dollars for the Melanin Africanality Conference. They had one. I think they had a, a go back to Africa thing after Roots aired. I had to go back and look. We just read the McDonald's book a few weeks ago. It, it, in fact, it would surprise me if white people were not involved some way in propping this up at some point, like putting some funding in it. Like, oh yeah, we Kwanzaa ball. No problem. We got yeah yeah. We got you. No problem. And then once they see it start to teeter off, like, ah, dang. Okay, we'll have to come up with. So but we got a lot of mileage out of that. That, that man, that melanin. Woo! Look at that. Anyway, other folks have uh, thoughts, observations they need to get in before we wrap up for today. Well, another thing, Dustin, um, you know, this is why I'm not a big fan of the conversation that we need to go and link up with the Africans because um, you know they, it's just not going to work in the system of white supremacy you know you got to be real logical the last people we should be wanting to hook up with is the people that we see on TV with flies and stuff flying around and we need to hook up with someone with some you know like that that's just not a logical mindset like to me you know I know people feel that way I apologize if I offend you but um, listening to this book kind of reinforces that. Like, you know, it's, okay, we're going to all eat right and, and, and live naturally, and that's just going to change the system? No, you know, it's going to take some work. It's going to take us to do something other than just um, um, living natural, you know, and going back to doing something that was done before. And um, we stay stuck on that. And um, the other day, I called into a show, and it was a lady who, and it was this was a show as a tribute to Dr. Africa. She claimed that she was one of his, um, allegedly one of his students or people that went to Africa with him, and um, they lived in Ghana, and they were telling their story, and they they were really promoting 
Um, and so we need to get back to Africa or thing, which is, you know, and, you know, I when I got on here, you know, and I asked some questions, it was like, you know, just, you know, just question, like, who do you think is going to leave here and go there? Like, you know, like, look at what we have here. Like, well, are you serious? Like, no one's going to leave electricity to go somewhere where the, the way she was describing it was like, you know, you want us to go in centuries backwards to, to live free of white people and they're still in, char- in charge there. So, you know, she agreed to all that. So, you know, it's just not logical to me. You know, a lot of this, this is just, it's just, I can see where it's going to keep going and it's just going to be feel goodism. I mean, my mom. Goodism. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, white people would have to allow all of that. That's what I mean. Like, you know, we can sit around here and they're ignorant. They don't even know what foods eat. They're inferior and they got no melanin and they look funny. And uh, yeah, we've been fighting them off on the continent, you know, for the last 5,000 years. They're savages, all of them. Okay. Whew. Well, uh, they, uh, we, we were talking about that on program one today. State Department stopped issuing passports. Now what? Uh oh, you don't have that passport already. Now the Rona has shut everything down. Oh, you mean might not allow you to relocate to the con? Doesn't matter if they have electricity, running water. They don't even have the Rona. You could go over there and not have to be on lockdown. Tough nuggies, uh, white man and white woman, racist child as well. So you can't go. You don't have the appropriate paperwork, and that is that. Hmm. Uh, so we can't play them cheap. That's what I mean. Like it just, you know, you're going to end up getting in trouble with that one uh, sooner or later, probably sooner uh, acting as though, you know, white people are, are something other than uh, collectively the most dominant force in the form of people in the known universe. That's not stupidity uh, to carry that out for a long period of time. And I see a whole lot of whites out here who they are not eating uh, nutrient robbed soil they have all kinds of fresh pro- they, like I said Whole Foods was founded in 1980 so what's their excuse for practicing racism they're getting all kinds of nutrients and soil and all the rest of it that's what I mean like you're not just going to say anything you don't have any references and we just accept all that it's, oh yeah that's, yeah that's right they're nutrient robbed gl- glaciated soil yeah that's why they're practicing racism so what's the excuse at Whole Foods they should be the most well behaved whites in the universe right uh, everybody, anybody else? Comments, questions, observations to get in? We'll assume folks are satisfied. Oh, last thing, Gus. Um, the white people are so much healthier than black people. Like they, they're so far ahead of us with um the way to eat, exercise, all of that. So that's not. You know, you know, a lot of this isn't true. Like they're they're way more, way way ahead of us on that front. We're not the those people. Um, and um, not only there, as far as even um, what they call the woke community, you know, what black people call conscious community, way ahead of us on that too. Um, as far as all all the conspiracies come from them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 big. That's the fact you know, that a lot of people don't want to accept, you know, like even melanin theory, you know, where you learned about that, you know, where you learned about these pharaohs from, whose books, uh, who wrote them, who wrote the original book that that came from, who put that name in that book, Tutmosis or whatever, 
who put that in there? You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not dealing with reality. I'm my line very painful I have found that frequently uh, <laughs> talk about throwing books now you can keep that in mind I have seen people who have literally tossed Mr. Fuller's book at the point where he says that uh, the white race uh, racist white supremacists they are smarter uh, than the non-white people on the planet where you know oh my gosh this is the reaction that you know I've had <laughs> that's the reaction they've had upon reading that so I mean hey that's you can compare uh, and you know why is that? I I'm t- I have a problem reading books where there's an absence of logic, where I feel like I'm not being told accurate information, uh, where I'm getting a lot of useless rhetoric. Particularly when I was looking for something specific, and I feel like they did a total bait and switch on me, where I've got something that's totally not even what we're supposed to be getting, and then they go to name call, and oh man, yeah, it's lengthy list, lengthy list of. Uh, problems with the text text but uh yeah white people are not uh the ones struggling uh with correct eating like i said i had a hard time getting fresh ginger fresh turmeric uh all of the fresh herbs and using your food as medicine they are on it hard out here in seattle doing it tough uh but they about to reopen things they're not even on all that lockdown and mass graves out here they are about it they were out doing yoga at the park and all the rest of it got my ginger and turmeric like boom immune system is working let's open back up we're uh we're getting it done like yeah that whole foods open in 1980 uh we'll be here tomorrow for workplace racism uh 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific uh we'll be here saturday for the compensatory call in 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific and then the global sunday talk on racism man I was excited to have them back last month. We'll be super looking forward to chatting it up this coming Sunday. We had uh, our caller in China on the program this morning, which was amazing to get, you know, his direct feedback on what the quarantine was like over there. They're done with all that now and observations on what's happening in the U.S. That's in the archives. Folks can check that out. Probably I'm a little less patient because this is our second broadcast today, but um yeah, it was amazing to be able to, you know, talk to him directly and get his, his thoughts on his prediction about what was going to happen here with black people. But we'll be granted check in with folks uh, in different part of the world, uh, different parts of the world again, uh, just to kind of hear 30 days on. They weren't really taking this very serious in the UK. And then Boris Johnson almost died and all the rest of it. So it'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, how they sound now, as opposed to when we heard from folks in the UK and other spots a month ago, Austria, uh, South Korea, I remember like, yeah, will be really interesting to uh, check in with everybody again, see where they're at, how they're processing everything that's gone down. Uh, but that'll be Sunday again, irregular time, uh, not as bad as today, thank goodness. Uh, so 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 12 noon Pacific uh, this Sunday. Global Sunday talk on racism, uh, continuing with the Rona. Uh, with that, much obliged to everyone for their participation. I really wish we were reading a better book, or at least a book that had some details about, you know, food. Put those fries down, you know, eat this, not that, that sort of thing. But uh, we did have some of that good stuff in uh, A Terrible Thing to Waste. I just got brand new great water filters with amazing water Mm. test that's what I mean remember she gave such concrete direct 
applicable suggestions. Test your water. Brilliant. Genius. Harriet A. Washington. That's why that book is in my top ten, and this is going in the trash. We're going to be burned. Anyway, uh, much obliged for folks uh, being tolerant of the foolishness today. Uh, we'll try it again next week. I'll probably include uh, some of the discussion with Dr. Africa and uh, Young Justice. She would have been like 11 <laughs> at the at the time. So we'll see uh, 11 year old Justice and Dr. Africa chatting it up uh, some years back. Anywho, thank you kindly for participating. Not the most fun book by any stretch. Sobriety would be best. That was mentioned in the book. Can agree there. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. In addition to being sober, let's be buckled every time we are in a vehicle, passenger or driver. If you are driving, particularly now, you shouldn't be driving a whole lot of places like sit down. Read. We talked about that uh, with our caller in China today. Sit down. Do some reading. If you got to go someplace, do your check. You know, you got everything that you need. You're buckled up for sure. You got, if you are an essential worker or whatever it is, you got all your uh, paperwork. You do not want to be out and about and end up being stopped and things, you know, questioned or having folks snitch on you and all that. Like really think being strategic about what you're doing, not being silly uh, in a system of racism. In addition to doing all your check, you got everything. You are sober. You are buckled in. If you are driving, you are not on the cell phone. No excuses, no silly reasons uh, for race soldiers badge or no to accost you and stop you for anything. With that, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect. No name calling. No name calling. That's a really, really easy one, especially around food. Like it's certainly no reason to start name calling folks who have been poisoned. (sighs) Context of white supremacy signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, brother. I'm a victim. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned.